live for the 2019 federal election jay we're hanging out with some real special guests tonight very (laughs) very very special guests uh the much anticipated return of two of our top guests mr steve black the former mayor of timmins and uh real actual local journalist andrew audio thanks so much for joining us gentlemen happy to be here are you really happy to be here yeah well we're very happy to have you because uh, I don't know, I don't know anything about this stuff that's going on on television right I now. Mean, so I don't know what's going on. Yeah, so I think we we need some uh, some people who know a little bit about what uh, what's going on tonight to tell to give us some real in depth analysis on uh, on our podcast. So I'm I'm really happy to have you guys on the podcast tonight. Thanks so much for coming. Well, I'm sure, just like anyone in the country, we know exactly what's going on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody in the country, yeah. <laughs> And uh, so you guys, um, thank, like I said, thanks so much for joining us. And what, what I'm hoping for tonight is that we can actually try to make some sense of what this last campaign was about, because this is in some sense a historic campaign. A campaign. They're predicting this to be one of the most uncertain ones in recent history or in all of Canadian history. I guess since uh, Joe Clark's, uh, he kind of had like a, a little slim minority there in the early 80s. But uh, yeah, everything uh, points to a real nail biter at the end here. So we'll see what happens. But Yeah, yeah. We'll I think, think the way you've seen it go back and forth, uh, it's definitely been an interesting uh, couple months over the course of the campaign. And then with the recent surge of the block and the NDP uh, back into the race, it's, it's definitely made the last couple months interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think uh, it's, uh, I don't know, it's going to make for a nail-biter of an evening. So, I don't know, we're watching the CBC feed here, so, I don't know, this is state broadcast television, so, of well, course. Well, this will be get, uh, will be lost as soon as uh, Mr. Shear wins and cancels CBC News, <laughs> which has been declared by him once before. Is that what he said? Yeah, he, he said that he, he yeah. would cancel CBC News. News, yeah. Not, and, not the channel, just news. And what was the reasoning behind that? Uh, left-leaning Clearly, that's, yep. are we not a left-leaning country? Yeah, well, that's more, I, th- I think it was a bit of uh, populist bullshit. But. 30, 32% would argue that, at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so far. Uh, yeah. So what, I want to talk predictions first. So um, we were talking a little bit about this before the podcast started. But, uh, Steve, what do you think the result's going to ultimately reflect here tonight? Yeah, I think uh, we're, like most of the uh, predictions, uh, it's obviously... Uh, Commonly predicted that it's going to be a minority government by the end of this. My prediction's a, a liberal uh, minority government. I think they'll get around 149 seats by the end of the night. Uh, if you look at the current uh, predictions from Atlantic Canada, they're they're mirroring the 338 predictions uh, pretty closely right now. So we'll see if it follows that trend throughout the night. But I think we're headed into that minority territory. And uh, I think if Shear doesn't get a, a majority, he's in, in trouble given the position the NDP has taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. And what do you think about that? What are your personal opinions on that? I think it's a natural thing. You have two parties that are left-leaning, and you have one party that's not. Uh, clearly, the left-leaning parties would normally want to keep a left-running government. Yes. So, although there's been a lot of criticism from the right-leaning party and their supporters, I think it's a natural thing that if you're going to go into a government and try and form government, uh, that the left-leaning parties would try and team up. There'd be some coalition there. And Andrew, what do you think is going to happen tonight? Well, I agree. It's going to be a minority government. Uh, whether it comes down to, I guess... 
I mean, we know Alberta is going to be basically a blue sweep, but like you say, Ontario probably is going to decide it if if the Conservatives get, you know, like you say, maybe eat into some of those at least uh, ridings around the GTA. They might have a chance, but I think we'll know by the time Ontario results get yeah. in if the Conservatives are in a good position here. But Okay, now whether or not they're in a good position, not whether or not they're going to be able to, to form government. Right. Well, well, because he, yeah, Shears made it clear he doesn't really want to partner up with anybody. Yeah. So, he, yeah, like, like a, Steve said, he's in trouble without a majority. So, it's a strange move when he ruled out that because uh, I think the obvious uh, split was going to be a possible conservative bloc yep. coalition versus a liberal NDP coalition. And he kind of ruled that off uh, pretty quickly, right? Yeah. yeah. And and I think that that's kind of weird, especially considering all the projections were showing like either a conservative minority or a, a liberal minority, right? It, so, it's a strategy to try and force people to, to vote for you and not, not risk the coalition. Uh, but I don't think he was running in second in most of the Quebec ridings that the bloc is going to compete in. So mm. uh, it was an interesting move given where the forecast at the time were, but uh, principled, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you would call Andrew Shear? Principled? That principled move. in not answering questions? That, that move. <laughs> in that, that one particular move. Jay, what are your predictions for tonight? Well, first... Are we like? Are we saying Andrew Shear is afraid of minority government because he doesn't like minorities? Is that what? Oh, we're, oh, oh, never mind. We're talking about. Gov- sorry, sorry, completely different. Sorry, bad joke. Uh, <laughs> yes, very bad joke. Jake. I do believe minority. Uh, what was I saying originally? One forty-two. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure exactly what the whole split would be, uh, but that's like the number I, w- I was originally throwing out there. Uh, that's what I think it is. Uh, you know, uh, coalition government uh, makes sense. Uh, we are a uh, parliamentary system. Coalition governments are done everywhere else to have parliamentary systems except Canada for some reason. Uh, you know, look at the UK. They switch prime ministers out of, you know, a single vote happening. Like, that's just how things happen. There's nothing in our constitution that says anything about a prime minister. That's not in our constitution. The prime minister is, is, is only uh, uh, picked by the majority members of parliament and is recommended to the governor general, who then is actually the head of government, who picks who the leader of the, uh, the governing party will be, or, or a government will be. So i got to ask you, do you think there's going to be a formal coalition, or do you think it's going to be a, a liberal minority just backed by the NDP? I See, I can see them doing at most a two-year thing, because I think my guess would be uh, it would almost be a, a good old Bobby Ray uh, style, is give them two years. might not be a formal coalition, but I think to to set up that two-year thing. I think they would have to give a couple of cabinet seats just to say they did it. And uh, so I'm thinking maybe formal two years and then they'll just wait to the Liberals to do something wrong and try to uh, have that moral high ground and call an election saying, you know, like we, you know, we were in power. We decided like we need to have this. That's my guess. I think exactly uh, Bob Ray style. Exactly what they did. They brought it down and then they had favor afterwards saying, hey, we told you we would we would support this unless you know it wasn't good for uh, good for the province. Uh, once they just, they decided that you know the winds are blowing off the direction, they decided to upend the liberals and they had the moral high ground and they won the next one. So I have a feeling it's the same game plan or it would be a, a similar play. Yeah, I, I find minority governments uh, seem to to kind of suggest that there's uh, I guess the country's not really ready to make that decision yet. Right. Like which which way we're going to be going governing. Like the last time we had a minority government was the conservatives in what? Uh, 2000. Yeah. Oh, God. When did we was, go back to the 07? I don't know. There, there was like a two year span between right. or 
Yeah, was it two years between the elections? Harper's first term was a minority, right? Wasn't it? Or right, Steve. Now, now, now we're all going to have to get on Google and sort of. <laughs> yeah, wait, 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 wait uh, go, sorry. Yeah, he got a majority the second time, right? But yeah, no, exactly. And this is sort of what I'm referring to is just that um, the the idea that the the federal government is just um, like the 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 country's not ready to go one way or another. So it's more of a okay, this is what's going to happen. It's going to be a little bit wishy washy for a couple of years, and then we're going to be going back to the polls again because nothing can get done. Right. Yeah, I think we're definitely, uh, if it pans out as people are predicting uh, tonight, we'll definitely be heading back to the polls uh, in the next couple of years. And my bet is with three new leaders. Um, yeah, you think with all all three new leaders, even well, if well, there's five right now. Oh, so, three. Okay, so, so I'm going to call three of the five. <laughs> we'll have new leaders. Okay, so who? Which ones? Uh, well, it depends on how tonight shakes out. Uh, <laughs> but but I believe the the liberals uh, will possibly enter the next election with a new leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as the Conservatives, if they end up in minority territory and likely the Green Party. I think Jugmeat will stay uh, into the next election, but the other three will see new leaders. Really? Oh, okay. And you don't think that Trudeau, the the Trudeau star power will hold past? I think it's struggling to hold right now. Yeah, good point. But I I don't know. Like, to to me, all all the obvious crazy stuff that went on in this campaign and – uh, I think I saw one was in McLean's article that said like Justin Trudeau and his extremely forgiving base. <laughs> like I, I was looking at this. I said, okay, the, first of all, the black and brown face stuff was straight out of like a Will Ferrell movie. Mm-hmm. That's like the the when I saw that, I I just had to like just laugh completely. Like, of course, this happened. Clearly, this is something that, that ended up happening. And then uh, the fact that really was still able to rally support behind after things like that, you know, yeah, like a I, lot I th- of, I think it depends on how strong the minority is, right? If he has a very strong minority government, then maybe he hangs on and uh, takes another run. But if it's a, a slim minority, I think it'd be difficult for the liberals to take an, another run with him and expect to win and expect to win. Yeah. Okay. And it's kind of like mm. Dalton McGinty passing it off to Kathleen Wynn, right? You know, you're on your way out. If you don't make that change. You gotta, yeah. You got to take yeah. the blow for the team and make the change. Yeah, I guess so. No, it makes sense. Uh, real quick, uh, S- Stephen Harper's Conservative Party had a minority government, then the 40th parli- Parliament was another minority government, and then the 41st was a majority. They mm-hmm. had two minority governments in a row. One, uh, 124, then 143, then 166. So how many elections did we have in like the two thousand, the early 2000s? It was the- a... So the first Conservative Party, well, in the early 2000s, well, since two, December... October 22nd, 2000, we've had one, two, three, four, five, nope, yeah, five. Five elections? Yeah. Since yeah. 2000. Yeah. So you had- uh, So what, one extra one. Two years of conservative, an- three of conservative, then four of conservative. So you had what? What was that? What did I just say? Or nine years? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three and nine. <laughs> Good pod, Jay. <laughs> so, I only took accounting in school, right? Harper came in in what, 02? Uh, yeah, says Harper, uh, well, came in 02, but he, uh, uh, came to power 06 to 2015. That's yeah. a long go. Yeah, because I remember it was Cretchen during 9-11 and all that, so. Yep. But right after yeah. Paul Martin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that w- seems so long ago already. Yeah, it does, it does. And well, Martin I mean, was, was, like was a minority government, too. kind of feel old reading these kinds of things there, these people, <laughs> uh, Remember when Stephen Harper Stephen Harper still had like color in his hair? There you go. You see, <laughs> see those clips again. 
Uh, so yeah, so we're watching uh, the results come in from uh, out east right now. Still, right? Yeah. Is that what we're at? okay? And uh, right now, the seat count is looking twenty-five for the Liberals, seven for the Conservatives, and one lonely seat for the NDP. How about the NDP this campaign though? Like Jagmeet well, Singh, man. Yeah, he seemed to run a pretty good campaign. Uh, he seemed to avoid a lot of the nasty stuff, but obviously that's probably because he was the third, you know, the third guy. If he would have been a front runner, I'm sure they would have dug up some old high school yearbook photos of him <laughs> as well, you know, but <laughs> Jagmeet sure doing enough. whiteface or something. I, I found especially at uh, the the one debate where Trudeau, the English language one where Trudeau was there, he kind of kept coming in as the comedic relief because Sheer and Trudeau were just packed. Yeah. Look at these two idiots. Do you want this guy? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, these guys can bother you. You know what I mean? He just came in. Yeah. He always had those kind of uh, comedic relief moments because no, Sheer was just talking directly to Justin Trudeau, the whole time. Yeah. Like He turned his back. Like It's crazy, but... Well, you can tell it just looked like that That was the, the strategy there. It's just like it's between Sheer and Trudeau, and Sheer was just going to talk directly to him. Um, at the early uh, stages of this campaign, I thought that Jagmeet Singh, I, I remember talking to Jay about this and saying, I thought, like, I think this guy's not really a great leader because he, he seemed to be completely invisible. Like, you wouldn't see anything in, in the media, anything in social media. There was, like, a bit of an NDP collapse at one point where, like, a whole bunch of the, the MPs out east uh, left the party and there, there seemed to be some discord in the, in, within the party. Mm-hmm. But in the last month, just completely turned it around and, like, he honestly, to me, looked the most pro- prime ministerial. Does that make sense? Is that a word? Right. Prime minister-ish. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, of course, like, he, he did have the advantage of not getting uh, dragged into as much of the, you know, the mudslinging. Um, so he could just kind of, you know, appear very chummy and inclusive <laughs> and, yeah, seemed to work out pretty good for him. But Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think I, I wrote them off, too, very early in the campaign as possible decimation and non-party status. Yeah. Uh, and he has rebounded. He did handle himself very professionally uh, in the debates. Yeah. And, uh, as Andrew mentions, kind of when you're not a front runner you're not a necessarily under the attack but uh i think they'll be very similar to where they are now going into the election so it's not going to be a breakthrough election for the ndp they're not going to mm-hmm. take leaps and bounds uh, and jumps up up in the seats but no. uh maintaining where they were going into this given where they started the campaigns probably a, a big win for his future at least staying on as leader of the party yeah definitely definitely no that's uh i'm i'm looking forward to see to see more jack beating well i was uh, Oh, sorry if I was going to catch. Oh yeah, just real like, quick. It uh, looks like Fredericton has uh, has the Greens in the lead. Yeah, so he got right one now. there. So, oh, there we go. Oh, that might make my two prediction off mm. already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, leading by uh, well, to- well, vote shares eight point four percent. Not many votes in twenty seven thousand votes. <laughs> Could be just a little anomaly here. Could be. I that, think that, it was liberal and then just moved over yeah. to the Greens. That was the one that they said I think was most in play for the Greens, though, out right. east. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I was thinking about, uh, you know, last election. Oh, there you go. Freshman 806. Oh, leading by 87. Not a lot of votes, though. But... Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it's pretty. The three, like, that's even not that far off. 806 to 697 is not even that far off. But yeah. Uh, I was, like, I was thinking, like, last election. Originally, you know, you had Harper and Mulclair. You know, these two were 
they were going at it, and people were saying, you know, like, well, Claire might, might take it, and they were worried about angry Tom coming out, blah, blah, blah. If, if you're hoping for the orange sweep, it better start soon. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, they're, but, like, you know, but at the time, no one thought anything about Trudeau. Yeah. And it was, like, two debates in, and then suddenly the Trudeau wave came out of nowhere, last second. So, like, it's hard to, you know, I think now we're far enough in that we, you, can, you can make a prediction. It's pretty simple now. And I think at the time... This time last year, no one was surprised by what happened. But it's it's crazy how like you know we originally when the election gets called, now nah, you discount the one party right away. And then, but I think Jackie Mead was doing a bit of that. Was like, you know what? I'm not going to get into it. These two, let them go at it because it was Harper, McClare yelling at each other, and you had Justin just talk doing his thing, playing his game, and that worked for him. I think Jackie Mead attempted a similar thing because he also did the. Or he wasn't, get, you know, they didn't have an election called for his seat to, to run. So he did the lesbian power politics every second night. Let's let's go across the country. Let's talk to everyone. Like they did what Trudeau did yeah. before he got his seat. So I think there was a, an attempt to kind of recreate that that uh, that fire. But well, there was you know, also the out. consistent messaging, and I, and I wanted to sort of talk about that NDP platform, like the, all the big ticket items that they're talking about here. You you put something on your post because you made your uh, allegiances pretty clear recently uh, to the Liberal Party, which may come as a surprise to some people uh, messaging uh, this podcast on Facebook, anyways. But uh, no, what what I you you made a, a comment in that post about how the NDP is able to promise some of these um, uh, these big big ticket items, but. It, in a sense, never really having to stand up to them uh, in their success or failure in in parliament, because knowing that they'll they will very likely not form part uh, form government. Yeah, I, I think when you're running and if you are of the belief or understanding that you're not likely to form government, it opens up the ability to make a few promises that might more more difficult to make if you're you're looking at forming government and having to honor those promises. So. Uh, well, free dental care and free pharmacare and free housing uh, sound like big, bold ideas mm-hmm. uh, and will win a lot of support within mm-hmm. in people leaning that way. Uh, if you know you don't have to implement them and worry about the cost of them, then it's easy to campaign on those. So uh, that, that's where I struggled personally uh, with, with the uh, NDP. Um, but that's that's kind of the, the niche they fall into, and they definitely have their support. And, I mean, if you've seen when Jack Layton, I mean, I really liked Jack Layton when he was around. He was very personal guy, down to earth, uh, blue collar guy. So uh, you get the right momentum, and, and we may see a shift, and they may get the chance to honor those promises, and then we get to see if they, <laughs> if they, do. If they work. What if they do get the the balance of power, and are well, they think, dead mandated to, to try put one in, and, and do they try to hold whom whichever you know other party they they coalition with to make that uh, to hold one of those promises? Well, it's like like I say here too, right? Like. Jill and Charlie have a lot of support uh, locally and whatnot, and I find uh, the Timmins region can be anti-government uh, a lot of the time. So when you're an MPP or an MP and you're anti-government in opposition, <laughs> criticizing the government day in and day out, it resonates with the people yeah. of, of the area that want to criticize yeah. the government. Yeah. So it, it's a it's a tough gig to defeat. So I, I give. We give both all the other candidates who have stepped up to run because it's not an easy thing to go knock on doors, put put your parties, especially if you have a party who doesn't put out their policy till the last week or two <laughs> uh, of the campaign. Yeah, you're, you're running blind, not knowing what you're going to have to defend. Yeah, yeah. so it, it's it's a bold task. So I give them all all a lot of credit for stepping up and and running. I, I've obviously been there, done that, uh, and it can be a tough thing, but it's a really enjoyable thing. Uh, other than you know the 
two people uh, that, that, <laughs> that message in and I'll say hi to them tonight. Uh, but <laughs> other than the, the few that take that type of approach, uh, I pro- knocked on, you know, in the provincial campaign, thousands of doors. And even the people that were very clearly voting NDP uh, when I was running for the Conservatives were, were very polite at the doors, wow. very enjoyable experience. So for the most part, it's a really enjoyable experience, but it, it takes a lot of guts to step up and uh, instead of right. just sitting on the YouTube chat channels or the Facebook chat channels and criticize, to actually step up and run. So or I on get, podcasts. So, so <laughs> I, I, get, I give them a lot of credit. Uh, no, that that that's very true. I think sometimes we don't uh, we don't give people uh, enough credit who who do want to step up and and put the, themselves forward and under that kind of scrutiny and sometimes fair and unfair scrutiny. It's uh, no, we definitely should be tipping our hats to them at the very least. Before we start ripping their heads off. Ah. Well, to be fair, we're only going to rip the heads off of one of them. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 good point. Whichever one wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We had a, a message from uh, a Mr. Kalen oh, Boise uh, saying, oh. sorry for jo- being a little late to joining. Uh, Albertans are working a little uh, later to help support the rest. <laughs> <laughs> so, who knows? Uh, well, that's good that you guys got followers all the way up. No, yeah, too. Alberta. Yeah, I'm not sure what this Blessy guy is. Yeah, though, yeah, seems, yeah. Mm, nah, not like, not like, like bad, he's related to anybody folk. on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Actually, uh, you know, uh, Steve mentioned you know one party didn't have their policy out, so you know the conservatives waited till you know a week or two weeks left in the campaign, <laughs> and you know, I'm, I'm Andrew. I'm not sure if you went to any of the uh, debates. Were you at any of them? Uh, jeez, no, no, didn't make any. <laughs> No. Well, we we. I was disappointed to be honest in the whole setup of yep. this whole campaign locally. Like I thought, I could not believe there was no public debate. They had the one at the Chamber of Commerce cost sixty five dollars. Yeah. Yep. I don't know why you need a lunch to have a political debate, but I understand the chamber members have to look out for for their chamber members. That's and I had <laughs> I this discussion so. with some of them too. So it's yeah. not like I'm just ripping them here, yeah. but yeah, like it was very bizarre. There was no. No public debate, no. nowhere. Yeah. Like there was Not one here. four years ago, though, right? Oh yeah, we, yeah. When uh, at the th, yeah, that's right, that's right. The, one, the, the, the yeah, it was the, yeah, it was the the local media. We put it together, and then you know, of course, John Curley bailed out two hours before. <laughs> yeah. So that really uh, <laughs> then they left threw a wrench there in our plans. Like there, that but, style. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, it's just like what happened at the first debate too. They had the empty podium for yeah, Matthew, yeah, though, for but, Trudeau, and yeah. they were talking to it too. <laughs> One worked out a little better than the other, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think well, so for sure. Uh, and like I say, you're talking about the cost of platform. I remember the, yeah, like you say, we were talking about Sorry, the... Sorry, I got to jump in. We got our first block lead on the uh, on the board, so we should point that out. Oh, Locks boy. In I'm yeah. assuming in Quebec. <laughs> Fair assumption. Yeah, no kidding. We didn't have a block candidate here in Tibbs? <laughs> I know. It would have been, been quite... Quite fun to ch- chat with that individual. But, <laughs> but like uh, you were saying, uh, the only really uh, open to the public, I guess the chamber had one afterwards later on, but it was was at lunchtime again? Was it during the day? Or was it later at night? I thought they only just had the one. Yeah, I, they only had the one. Well, they were talking about the Dante a second. Club. Right, um, yeah, I think there was one in Kirkland Lake. Okay. Or, yeah. See, but the thing is, there's also ones that are meet the candidates yeah. events, which oh, I guess are less kind of formal debate style. Where it's maybe a little more civil, I guess yeah. maybe that's probably better. But yeah, because yeah. I think that's what it, the uh, the chamber had a meet the candidate at Surge Bar. Right. Yeah. Just the yeah. other day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what it was. Okay. Okay. Because we ended up moderating the the uh, the food uh, mm-hmm. security one done by uh, uh, 
the anti-hunger coalition which was interesting what i was, thought it was what was the uh, public turnout for that like really good it was packed good? yeah well, that place good. was packed i think it was the idea is there's a free meal so it brought a lot of people who wouldn't come yeah uh, that they show up but like there were some questions just there to eat yeah. chef michael york oh yeah, yeah nice so from it was foster solid. Jane's. Yeah. oh man did he ever make a good meal and uh yeah, the the questions were great. Like the the participation from uh, from the audience was great. We had a stack of questions to go through, and like we had to just call it. Like we're we're done. Like, well, we yeah, to... we only had set time limit too. But that that debate there, um, I didn't. I don't know. I th- I like the dynamic of it. Like everybody was given their time to sort of answer the questions, uh, and we circled back to whoever hadn't answered first right. to to an- sort of uh, answer afterwards. But um, there was no. No point where there was kind of like any time no, for no free debate, exchange between right. back and like back and forth, so everybody sort of had their opportunities. But that you know what I, I was listening to the the podcast afterwards, like mm-hmm. the recording of it and the candidates' answers, and I, I was telling Jam like, man, <laughs> to some extent, like Charlie's got a, a bit of an advantage there when oh, yeah. it comes when we're asking there, questions about not- specific. Programs yeah. like uh, there's not there's not to some extent when you've been uh, a, yeah, a for member for over <laughs> over a decade and decade and a half yeah. uh, you know your party's policy pretty inside out yeah. and you're not going to step out of line because you've been working to develop it. Uh, but whereas... it's not even just that. It's just I I thought it was even more related to the specific programs to which we were asking questions about and the funding of those programs. Like, but you it, got you got to keep in mind this guy just ran for leader of the party, so of course. Yeah. he should know their no. positions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Inside out, hundred percent. He built. He built half the yeah. position. So, but to somebody who who's listening uh, for the first time, like he sounds like the absolute most competent person up mm. there because he's not speaking in generalities. He's answering the question directly, he's right? Not shuffling through notes or anything. No, like that. he exactly. gives a great soundbite. Yeah. Yeah. We'll say that, that too. Yeah. Gets- but Michelle, I gotta say, she did amazing. She had her like she had her homework done. She knew everything. Like she had answers for everything she did she did a very good job if if charlie wasn't there she would have won that debate that we were at hands down yeah uh, I, I clearly have a few friends despite my current uh, allegiance to the the other color uh, of the conservative color as well who both indicated uh, after the one debate they were at that they felt michelle did the best oh, yeah. in terms of performances at the debate so yeah. i didn't uh, get to see it myself so i can't uh say that I have the same opinion, <laughs> uh, but that's feedback that I received from people that are 100% supporting the other candidate, yeah. but still said that she performed very well. Yeah, no, I thought she did very, very well. Like Grand we mentioned it, too. I thought Granky had kind of a, almost a hand tied behind his back because he didn't have a policy to follow through. So when they would ask a, a question, he would say, well, we want to not make you pay as much tax, you have yeah. more money in your pockets. Like, how? Like there, there was nothing behind it, so you couldn't answer well, any of the questions, and it was, it was tough for him. Just to real wrap up the thing, I remember, yeah, at the the one debate where Sheer and Trudeau were sniping at each other. You know, uh, Trudeau says you don't have a cost of platform. Out Sheer's response: Well, where's your cost of platform? <laughs> it, it was so like, wow. like really, that's yeah. that's what you're gonna say. So I mean, yeah, where's that's kind of we knew where we were at like then. But again, like I say, we were talking about Rona Ambrose earlier. I saw her just a day or two ago on one of the channels. She's kind of breaking down. She's just she's not running, so she was able to just. Be honest. Yeah, be honest. Talk about all the campaigns. And yeah, maybe that was a good strategy because you put it in that late. It's either good or bad, right? Depending yeah. on who you ask. Because well, then it can't be ripped to shreds. And I then, think if you're going to make $50 billion in cuts, avoiding those sure. discussions at yeah. the debate uh, yeah. is a strategy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, where are you going to find these cuts? Like, what specifically are you going to be cutting and yeah. so on? So, do we think that 
because uh, a lot of people have been making this claim, right? Like people are sort of getting sick and tired of Doug Ford in Ontario, and everybody seems to think that Andrew Shear is cut from the same cloth. I mean, I don't know. It seems a little more polished than <laughs> than the Fords, but uh, I don't know. What are your opinions? on I think that? it's a little suspicious that the Ontario Parliament has been shut down oh, yeah. for several months now. As soon as the campaign started, it was basically zip it, Doug. You know, like <laughs> Stop he, he, he got the clamps put on him because his popularity was tanking, right? So I mean, yeah, yeah. It, se- it seems like the muzzle was put on him, but and who and, and he he didn't appear even once with Doug at any of his stops in Ontario. I believe I don't think he was invited to nah, like, nah, nah. yo, what up? I'm yeah. on sh- Team Shear. You know, they're like, Doug, just stay home, man. You know, like <laughs> you don't need to campaign. For we him. don't need your your stank. But it, that does- it's tough, right? Because the Ontario picture is very mixed right now. Like yeah. if you look at provincial Ontario polling, you're, you got a pretty even mm-hmm. split between the three parties right now, and the Liberals don't have a leader, so that you mm. know it's a it's an interesting dynamic there. But uh, definitely, I think they decided this wasn't going to be a plus for us to be campaigning side by side, and uh, especially if you're going to announce the cuts later in the campaign, you don't want to be tied with the guy making the cuts. <laughs> the guy uh, making the cuts right now in yeah. the province. So uh, I think it was a conscious decision, and they they enjoyed a nice summer vacation and came back with 14 percent raises, and all's good. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> See, go. that's that's what kind of freaks me out about that, right? Like what you're implying is sort of saying, okay. The Ontario like government has basically been, or the parliament's been shut down uh, since this campaign started. Mm-hmm. So indirectly, what we're saying is the Conservative Party of Canada can just shut down the the like Queens Park at. Uh, I think you, I think you <laughs> can like, call, we call need in to stop favors. doing this. <laughs> I mean, I think you see that. I mean, you see it locally here, even right. Jill and Charlie are out campaigning for each other. There's there's similarities between the parties at the different levels of government. So I think uh, come election time, there's definitely favors in campaigning that goes on uh, both ways. And in this case, it's a lack of campaigning that was probably designed. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, wasn't yeah, the yeah. excuse at first? We've done so much in the first few months that we don't. We need to put our feet up for a bit. It was just like, yeah, they were listing all the things that they've done supposedly, but. Yeah, so we've done so good in these first few months that we can just take a four-month break. Four month, yeah, four month hiatus. Hey, yeah. pass me uh, oh, one of beer. these uh, Compass Brewing Sours, the Winter Blues yeah, Blueberry. We need, we need some refills yeah, here. Burliner Wise. No, it's, it's, uh, That's what happens when, you don't, when you're not drinking. The yeah. polls aren't even closed yet in Ontario, so we got a half yeah. hour, 9 o'clock here. but Until real Canada votes. Yeah. I'm never going to be able to run for anything. That, yeah, that, that just ruled you out of any federal races, <laughs> <such as, laughs> at least for prime minister. I wonder now. Nice. Yeah, go for it. Ta- I, take uh, it. I haven't had this one yet, so that's awesome. There you go. Good. Good. We should talk about what's uh, what's being let's talk beer tonight. for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's talk some beer. So Probably. yeah, I did pick up the uh, Compass Brewing. They they decided to uh, reintroduce. I guess it's this time of the season. Same time last year, they're, they're uh, Winter Blues Blueberry Berliner, Berliner Wise. They're uh, blueberry sour. So these are made with uh, fresh Northern Ontario, well, Tim's area, uh, blueberries. Uh, so Mayel, the uh, head brewmaster at uh, Compass, uh, uh, his parents and him, and I think his girlfriend too, picked these blueberries that made this beer. See, anytime you see, you know, Berliner and then, why? I'm pretty sure that's a V. Vice. Vice, you might be right, yeah. Sorry. German and Austrian... Uh, so. Even Polish, I guess. Those W's are always V's, you know. My, my grandfather went to Germany once. <laughs> he flew over, said it was beautiful. Then he came back. <laughs> that sounds terrible. What? <laughs> so, yeah, that... Uh, flew uh, flew over weird. and landed. He made it sound like he just flew over Germany, said it was beautiful, and 
No, no, no he just flew over. It was he, it was about nineteen forty four. Yeah, off, dropped yeah. a few things off and just came back. <laughs> you are you are ruling out runs. Dresden. Uh, uh, the Canadians had war. At one point, they were they fought against the Nazis. They flew over Nazi Germany and came back. We we got you. Oh, I I just love when I'm a white because Jay makes would... these these like slightly obscure like jokes every once in a while. And then like I know that most of the people listening at home, this is not insulting anybody's intelligence because I do the same thing. I like well, look at him for two seconds and go like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, good joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's what most people are thinking as well. Uh, but yeah, that blueberry beer is uh, delicious from what I remember about a month ago. Uh, I'll be back off the wagon, on the wagon uh, a little later. Uh, so yeah, that's what we're drinking tonight uh, and a combination of uh, other stuff. Yeah. You're drinking something cool there the, from Lake of Bays, pumpkin yeah, ale. You know, I figured it was festive to the season here, this uh, pumpkin ale from Lake of Bays. Um Scary because it's called a flavored strong beer. It's also called a pumpkin ale, so I don't know which one it is. But well, what's the percentage on that? Six percent. There's like a it. few more in there okay. if you want to sample it there. But yeah, it actually doesn't taste nearly as much like pumpkin as you'd think. Because I've had a few other fall themed pumpkin ales and they're just vile. Is like, this like pumpkin spice? Well, right, exactly. It just tastes like nutmeg and cinnamon. It's like, man, do we really need that in mm. beer? But mm. I'm not one of those pumpkin spice fanatics. <laughs> Neither am I. I've had some some pumpkin ales and yeah. Not my no, I like fan. pumpkin pie, but I don't need it everything scented like pumpkin spice. But then again, <laughs> I'm not a big Starbucks guy either. So no, yeah. no yeah. Starbucks frap time. Well, I don't know. Tim Hortons seems to be getting on that. Uh, well, that everyone bandwagon is. Too. You have to be. Yeah. You gotta you gotta please the Uggs crowd, right? So yeah, fair enough. Basics, basic, <laughs> the basic folk. Uh, so what were we talking about before this? Talking really? about Nazi yeah, Germany? Oh, Nazi, sorry, no. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> the election, maybe? Oh, yeah, there seems to be an election going on. So what's the seat count at now? Still the same. The same? Yeah, These not much Fancy graphics, hey, wow. Yeah, we were laughing about that earlier. Um, CBC seems to... Well, I think this is why these cuts are necessary. They need to cut this kind of holographic <laughs> The, the graphics budget. guys are like, <laughs> no! <laughs> you know, this is just like fancy stuff that doesn't need doesn't need to happen i don't really understand how like are they looking for people who learn differently like this is I, just, I guess it's this is like a seat chart like for a wedding you know but yeah no uh honest, that's not where they're gonna sit no i don't know i know no, it's just talking about it's a figurative side side. it's figurative yeah uh on a really side note how nice is that new house of commons has anyone seen that where it's got like the glass uh ceilings and Actually, you seen that seen. no because the the actual main one is being worked on for like 10 mm-hmm. years so they had to yep. build a separate a sec- one. a separate one just on the east block, I and think. it's nicer than the old it's, one. It's well, it's definitely different because it's like uh, modern, modern looking. Yeah, different. well, you've got natural light going in there. It's like uh, mm. it's like a glass roof. It's really cool. Look it up. Anyway, nice. Yeah, bring it up. Bring it up on bring your it computer. Up. I got. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jay's, Jay's going to be. Well, uh, I was uh, young Jamie I was looking at our. Uh, <laughs> I was looking at their uh, beer bullshit link on Facebook and. Uh, uh, one of our guests' uh, fans posted uh, a nice little meme, I guess. They really enjoy him. S- say hi to Ken and Rick for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's one of them. Uh, <laughs> I mean, let's, uh, we try to not name people by name on this. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they're, they seem to be uh, yeah, avid yeah. followers of the Brew Bullshit Podcast. Well, I, I, I have a feeling they're not following anything. They're just... 
posting stuff on Facebook. I they're watching. Come on. Think so? What yeah. else are you gonna watch? Yeah, I don't I know. So. That's a good point. I don't know. CBC. I don't know if there's any other local Actually, shows. <laughs> like, is this is it? This one here. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can say there's a good shot oh, there, yeah, right the there of the roof. Yeah. Like it's really cool, and it's cool. like, oh, it, nice. Yeah. Like huh? so, they had to. Yeah, can reconstruct a new House of Commons. Pretty cool. Temporarily, I guess they're going to use that for about ten years. I guess until the new, uh, the old ones gets fixed. Is it the red chamber that was called? I or feel no, like that looks Senate. so nice. Yeah, that... It's really cool. Like it's. I'm glad they updated it because you know, even visiting there, it's like as traditional yeah. as it is. Like the carpets are like, man, these are hundred year old carpets. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you could tell they were getting worn and everything. But yeah, nope. I don't know. It's but anyways, the new one looks really cool. Do they I have think. the same uh, uh, rule? The mace. In Parliament than they do in the, in uh, in Britain, in the UK, if you if someone runs out with the mace, uh, everything stops. Everything stops. You yeah, can't. No, no. You it's that, still no, same here. Yeah, yeah. No, the mace. Has so if you to be if you run away table. with the mace, they they can't do shit. No. And and like there's videos in in the UK of people who try to walk out with it and everyone just jumps them because like you can't if they would well, leave the room. Let's talk like about a, the British. Sorry for one yeah, second. Is yeah. Why not? How different their setup is. It's like um, oh, it's awesome. It's a room with like. 200 too many people kind of yeah. it. it's made for 50 one, but it's, it's like a 70s sunken yeah. living room where it's just everyone and how about that order guy order oh, order he's like the he's the greatest guy. Uh, the best <laughs> but i mean uh, it's just chaos like the british one is just well they're a little it's bit fun yeah no one has desks they're just they're, sitting there in yeah. chairs yelling throwing like, paper at yeah, each they're other they're in a bit of chaos right now I, oh yeah well, they're a little bit of chaos. right now eh but yeah. didn't didn't boris get a deal well, had a deal and then to, to be determined. To be yeah. determined. El, he sent off the letter requesting for the extension, non-signed, and then sent a second letter with it, with a, a, a separate deal signed. So he was like still trying to push the deal he wanted to do, even yeah. though by law, I can't remember what the, the bestow law or whatever the, hell the, the law was called, saying that you had to ask for an extension. So he literally was like doing two things at once and he was being... A bit of a douchebag. Yeah. A bit of a douchebag. Yeah. Someone needs to get him a comb. I mean, oh, God. what is up with that? I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I saw apparently, a whole... Apparently he does his, that. Yeah. That's part of his To shtick. make him seem more relatable. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, he he actually ruffles it up before he goes in there. And, like, <laughs> he thinks it makes him look a little more, you know, well, more like a commoner. Yeah, because he's Cause not. Most, most no. people don't brush their hair, right? So, I mean, he might as well just not... Look, Kempt, I don't know. I don't. I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I hear you. Even the same book. But it's, yeah, it's... It's wild, man. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't I can't know. can't believe he goes around like that. <laughs> well, I, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with, with Brexit because, uh, like, that that's a big... Uh, what's happening in Ireland there? Like, with, uh, what they've got to navigate through is... Uh, I don't know. I, we'll, we'll see what, uh, what the future brings. But well, he, He's had a tough go. You know, you get defeated the first time and you say, if you defeat me, I'm going to call an election. And then you call an election. They said, no, you can't have an election. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't call the election. Right? He said, oh, we're just going to suspend parliament and we'll come back and decide about an, uh, a vote for an election on the day that uh, uh, Brexit's due. So I was like, well, and I the, guess not. Then the court step in and yeah. order you back. Yeah, no, 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 you got to go back. You know, the, the world of politics is definitely... Uh, Interesting dynamic over the last uh, four years. Well, we know how, I know how to stop the ba- the back deal. We just won't have checks on, or we'll just have no checks on the Irish border, but all the trucks that come through, we'll still check them. But so that's no check? That's a, that it goes in, in the face of the Good Friday Agreement. You have to have, you, you're not allowed to have checks on the uh, Northern Ireland slash uh, Republic of Irish border. Okay. So th- there's a rule, that's what, what's holding up Brexit right now. Okay. Okay. So the idea is that 
if you want, if you do not want to be in the common market, so the common market, there's no checks across borders in the common market. Okay, so if you want to go from Spain to France, France Andorra, whatever, I guess then from Andorra you have to go back to Spain or France. Probably would have been a bad country to pick. <laughs> Anyways, uh, if you want to go to any of the countries of the what twenty seven members or whatever it is, uh, there's no checks, so you cannot have a, a solid gate, and you can't be checking any lorries if you're in the UK of them going through. Uh, so no border guards, no like border what, guards like yeah. what we see when we cross exactly. the so, states. Right? You have, you have yeah, free yeah, movement yeah. and, yeah, and free trade okay. across all of them. Uh, the only the only checks would be out of Switzerland uh, and from the Baltics and from uh, you know from Africa from wherever. Any of those whoever's not in the whoever's common market. market exactly. Okay, so that's the thing. So the the backstop there's the agreement in the Good Friday Agreement that stopped. The Troubles, which is so British to say. It's awesome. <laughs> so stop the Troubles, they had the backstop agreement saying that there had to be regulatory alignment between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. Okay. So they had to have regulatory agreements between the two. So free trade, free movement between the two uh, so to stop any of this, this crazy Protestant problems. Despite them not being in... Well, I, this was before the EU. And then both of them oh. joined the EU at the same time. So they are still had the same regulatory requirements on each side of the border, so no issue. But once they leave the e- once the UK leaves the EU, Northern Ireland would have to follow the UK rules, and now there would be no more regulatory require uh, alignment between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. So a lot of the, these Brexiters are trying to say, well, we just not have that. Well, you can't in law by 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 British law or UK law, you have to have regulatory alignment. That is a law. So you can't leave the EU without having alignment with the Republic of Ireland. But if Republic Ireland is in the EU. Okay. So, so, that, you can, right. so they, 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 what they want to do is leave the EU with still having all the laws the EU have, but not have to pay membership to the EU. Uh, okay. So it's like, it's, like, it's like playing at Spruce Needles Golf Course and not wanting to pay any to dues, but still being able to use the clubhouse and still still be able to use the greens at the same rate as everyone else, but not having to pay the dues that you have to pay at Spruce Needles. That's a very well-illustrated example, Jason. <laughs> well done. I don't know. Was that, did that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah? It's <laughs> a, a very good educational... They're, they're all going to assume, like, oh, it sounded right, I guess. We're, we're going to assume he's right because we haven't looked it up ourselves. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to completely auto-tune that whole thing to, like, a schoolhouse rock video and just... Uh, a nice Irish accent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. No, that that does sound a little bit crazy though. But uh, I don't know. Hopefully they get that sorted out because they uh, will not. No, you don't think they're going to get sorted yeah. out. So what happens though? What I happens mean, in those situations where like they do no deal and uh, and I don't know the world go to shit like everybody. But technically, if they go no deal, they're in contravention of their own law. Okay. So there's, I don't know how. But at some point, the EU's got to step up and say enough's enough. You're out. Well, and that's the thing. They're they're trying to play, but things the EU doesn't have to has they don't have to follow you. And they they're holding all the cards. They're the single largest market in the world. There's there's no bigger trading block in the world. They're the largest. So all right, it sucks to lose the fifth largest economy, but they still have all these other ones. So they, they hold the cars. The UK doesn't. The, lo- the UK will lose out on this by far. You're going to see, uh, I don't know they're throwing numbers around, but like hundreds of billions of dollars essentially erased overnight once they leave. They're gone. So they're, they're in a rough spot. Yeah, at one point they leave and they have no deal. How do you fix it? I don't know. What do you do instead? The hell if I know. But 
they have they have to figure something out. I have a feeling what it is is uh, before it happens, uh, the Lib Democrats call a uh, uh, an election. There's an election. My guess, Lib Democrats win, and then they uh, they go back on it. They go back on it, which then it's weird because should you be able to go back on a referendum, and or are you allowed to call a second referendum? How many referendums can you call in a row? Or, it's, it's a, or is the election a referendum on its own? Exactly. So it's it's a mm. tough like that's the thing. Yeah, you're, you're you vote somebody who's saying that they would overturn it, then hey, that that's a referendum on on that issue. So it's a tough call. So the Block and Greens each have a seat, and the NDP, and the NDP, <laughs> one one one, and then five. Yeah, liberals yeah. still leading uh, pretty heavily though across yeah. Atlantic I Canada. And when do polls close in uh, in fifteen minutes? Right. Yeah. For uh, in Ontario. How quick are they usually to report the results? Uh, that's pretty that's, quick. Yeah, right. usually, eh? As soon as... Uh, they start like trickling the in. They start leading in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Elizabeth May, how about um, how about her this this election and this campaign? Impress me. No, I feel like she didn't have the uh, allure that uh, the, she had brought to the Greens a few years back, I think. No, I think the general consensus was, you know, just from watching the debate, uh, some of the debates, and uh, you know, getting feedback from various lo- uh, national journalists on Twitter, is that you know, people were generally impressed because Liz May seems to be able to work the the debate formats the best. She comes off like she respects the process and all that. She's not trampling over everyone, but you know, like you say, they only really realistically have a shot at what two or three or four seats, uh, mostly on Vancouver Island, but. Do you think yeah. that has a lot to do with the overlap with uh, the like the, the platform with the NDP? Well, you or, got three competing on the the left for the votes, right? And then you have Quebec mm. that's pro Quebec on issues, so there's kind of a, a bit of a different issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's tough to to break in when you already have two right. formidable parties competing on the mm-hmm. left already. And I think even locally here, we saw with the the Green Party again, they were last to name their candidate. Like it was weeks into the election, I had to actually contact their you know like their writing association <laughs> like are you guys putting forward a candidate because all everyone else was named and yeah and it was the same guy yeah, max kennedy yeah, yeah no that, i mean and i asked him that him. four years ago if he was gonna run again and he said yeah it was a good chance but yeah he kind of almost tiptoed into it i guess and i guess so like to some extent i always i always sort of wonder why like somebody would run and I guess not really, like, you're not really running to win. No, I, I don't understand the strategy of any of the parties to name your candidate late. I think yeah, it's horrible. It's a horrible strategy. If you're going to take on an incumbent that's as entrenched as Angus, you got to get out there early. I was, I was just going to say, even having been one myself, when you're running against Jill and Charlie, a lot of the time you're not running to win. No, <laughs> no. But I mean, like to to some extent, if you're like, what are you? What's the idea behind it? Is it just to to get to have the experience of running? Is it to well, I think yeah, I think if you're going to take serious runs at, at Jill or Charlie, you either have to have the momentum and the sweep that was last election, where mm-hmm. someone has that whole nationwide wave behind them, uh, and then then. It, got reasonably close mm-hmm. i'll say um, mm-hmm. not not extremely tight but reasonably close uh or you have to take a couple runs and build that name recognition or have an established name brand in the region oh. and mm. make that run so mm-hmm. it's difficult if you're going to come in on a, a one-off with not a whole lot of name recognition and try and beat one of the guys who's you know when the election call drops they don't start looking for volunteers they flip the switch and the volunteers go 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you've already got your machine in place, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, it makes sense. And I and I think it like if we were not represented by the NDP on both um, uh, the provincial and federal level, like if we had somebody who had the name recognition at the provincial level, but for a different party and decided to run federally, right? For some for some reason, I don't know, like or vice versa, it'd be like I, I think there might be some some opportunity there. Well, I think when you look at the Trudeau wave last time that there was, if you had, uh, and I'll throw him under the bus here, but former Mayor Tom Lochran running in that race as a Liberal, yeah. there might have been a chance that Charlie might have got knocked off with that wave mm. and Tom's name recognition in the whole district, right? Because you got to think, Timmins is, is the biggest part of the riding, and name recognition in Timmins is one thing, but there's a whole lot of votes outside of Timmins mm-hmm. as well. So if you don't have that high-profile candidate, mm-hmm. very tough to break into those other other jurisdictions and you look just at this i don't know if any of the candidates other than charlie had an office outside of mm-hmm. outside Timmins. of timmons yeah good point so yeah. Where, where they got multiple volunteers and multiple offices making phone calls in each of their communities uh, an office where people can walk in and pick up signs it's a different ball game if you're trying to compete from mm-hmm. one location yeah that's fair and i think that uh if you're living in timmons you might be tempted to just kind of see it as this is like this is where the whole game's going on, right? Provin- but, provincially, that's yeah. the case. Now. That's what's known. Yeah, yeah. Timmins it, is it's its just Timmins. It's yeah, its own riding yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, well. They separated it all, so it's just Timmins because I, I'm sure everyone else felt well. Timmins decides everything, anyways. So, well, <laughs> originally they, they might have to do it uh, federally too. You might yeah. have to look at that. I don't but know. But provincially, the idea was originally the the original idea for the two new ridings was to have two ridings that were majorly uh, represented by First Nation. Yep. Uh, 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 Population, yep. and then they switched out the James Bay one to Frank include Ford. Cap and Hearst. And it's like, no, no, it's, it's majority Francophone now. Yeah. And it's like that wasn't the uh, yeah, the was original intention. Huge so fail. it would have been Hearst and Cap and Timmins essentially, which kind of would have been a interesting riding. Yeah. Like like everything just sort of northwest of here, kind of thing. Well, you know, or, the highway the, 11 the, the highway eleven yeah there, corridor and us, um, um, which is basically where the population stops essentially until yeah. you get up to the James Bay coast. But but then you would have a riding of 12 people. people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's why they, part of why they made the It makes the sense. Change. I understand. But yeah. but it's, it's when the original intention was to do mm-hmm. one, they were trying to give oh, yeah, additional. Got, but that, yeah. got, that got panned yeah. by many journalists, mm-hmm. the way that that went down. But yeah. Yeah, you'll have to refresh my memory. When did this happen? Last the split, yeah. So it was before the last provincial yeah. election that they realigned some of the writings that they and, sort of and t- the yeah. Lines. So the last one where Gilles won, because um, he he would have had the option to run in either one, I guess, but he chose uh, he chose uh, Timmins <laughs> where his base is, I guess, where, and where he makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it makes sense. I am yeah. being told uh, or wondering if you guys are Nazi sympathizers because you seem to take the wrong stance on that uh, on that joke I made. Uh, <laughs> that you were you were so worried about offending people that you took the stance that you were we, you were scared that I was going to make fun of the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, not, not even going to dignify that with a response. No, no, no. I got to say it was still a solid joke. Anyways, <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Whoa. I think somebody b- put that up. Eh? They said everybody was shaking their head at yeah. that joke. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Oh, man. So we are nine minutes away yeah, from the on. polls closing in Ontario, and we're going to see some we're going to see some craziness in Ontario. Well, you'll um, have uh, Ontario and most of Quebec coming in in the near future. Right? Yeah. So you'll you'll get to see if that trend is definitely there. And if 
the liberals take a commanding lead that's uh hard to it's over yeah then then i mean you assign the 34 seats or whatever it is in alberta to the yeah. conservatives and then and, a chunk of bc and yeah slight, so, slight majority. and that's basically it right i would assume well, so apparently if the liberals get less than 60 in ontario they're in serious trouble like you know. Yeah, that's what they're. That, yeah, that's, that's kind what of what the general consensus is. I mean, there's yeah. a lot about writings that are toss-ups, yeah, but the liberals need at least sixty. I think you're mm-hmm. in the '60s and the '40s in Quebec for yeah. them to. Do you uh, do you agree with a statement of the incumbent has the advantage? Depends on the incumbent's performance, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. But like, I don't. Know, I would argue you definitely that. have the teams, right? Yeah, you have the teams. You you have somewhat of a name, I guess. You got right, you're people. known. Yeah, like you've you got, got the money yeah, well. usually. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you get the money, yeah. Be- well, people still have... That's usually a, a good sign, right, that people are supporting you. Right. So. Well, that, that's a, a big difference, right, when you have such a large seat count and then you have the NDP trying to get back to, you know, you know where they once were. Funding's a little different between the NDP and the Liberals or Conservatives to, mm-hmm. to run a campaign. So uh, you got to be pretty strategic and, and make the right moves at the right times. And- you mean you don't get the big donor dollars? Well, I think the federal election rules have changed a little bit that kind of make the big donor dollars not such a factor, but mm-hmm. you have that base of the party that's willing to sign up for their mm. monthly donation or annual yeah. donation and keep the funding going. But that's a big um, uh, that's a big difference between like our Canadian politics and American politics, right? Like it just seems, uh, I don't know, I, I want to say it seems a little bit more civil because of it, but uh, I, I just, I'm never... I don't understand why everything takes so long in the states to do. Like their elections basically take five years, and 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 the terms are only four because they're I always guess. campaigning. Oh. Well, and just the money involved, right? When you look at trying to solve some of the issues, and you see the hundreds oh. of millions of yeah, dollars spent, being spent on something, and these debates and these big fancy sets, and you know, like there's fifteen people on stage, and they all get to speak for about forty seconds at a time. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's so ridiculous. Like the second one election ends, you're they're you know, campaigning you got primary, for the next. You got to get yeah, ready for the like midterms, and then you got that, and then, like it's just no, it's bananas. It, it's got to like, be constantly in political mode. Like it's, yeah. I'm glad ours are a little more expedient. You know, like it's true. You get what like a m- couple months well, of I, intense campaigning, and if you spend a lot of time on Facebook, you see the. Well, you remember when Harper called it early, and you know it was a big and long extensions of campaign because it was a, 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 a few months longer <laughs> horrible. In, in comparison to the states which is multiple years and yeah oh, yeah sorry to steal the crispy crunch yeah, what are you putting the chocolate next to me and give them all the nuts <laughs> Jesus. yeah trying to undermine your running which i haven't done anything since we ran our what our 14 last time i was sick all weekend and didn't touch so you guys coming on our next beer run what is that? Oh, so every every <laughs> Sunday. Really you don't listen to our podcast. So on every Sunday, well, our podcast. We've done two since we were back. Uh, so every Sunday, we not every Sunday, but most Sundays, we run from from Melrose. We take uh, we run uh, Lafleur all the way to Shirley. Come down. We stop at Compass, have a beer at Compass. Then we run to Fullbeard, have a beer at Fullbeard. Then we run back home. Then it's about twelve k total. Yeah, twelve k total. He's not even listening, but yeah, yeah. So, sounds yeah. like a horrible okay. idea. If I was in shape, let alone <laughs> <laughs> trying to do it in the shape I am. No, right we've now. had some like um, first time runners out, yeah. but it's it, you get a break. And My wife did when she was pregnant. Yeah, she didn't drink any beer. Well, she drank some beer, but I think that would depend. Let's say, did you guys do this in like the peak heat of yep. the summer? Yeah, and we so, done it in, in the cold. I'm done in the rain. 
I'm just imagining, okay, so running from Melrose in the heat to full beard, you're probably going to be pretty soaked T-shirt-wise. Yep. And then you go into full beard, which is usually pretty chilly because they've got the AC on. Yep. And then that's going to kind of dry on you. And then you, yeah, I don't know, it'd be kind of a, <laughs> a, bit, a little bit clammy maybe. Or I don't know. Do you guys bring a change of shirts? Or, no. Or no, no, it's, no. It's, it's, we do it are, you, are you soaked through? Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, in, in the, when in it's the really, really hot, yeah. But, I mean, in general, we had some pretty decent nice decent days. days to do it. And we will run, like, um, we'll run from Melrose, like the Lonergan Park out to to compass first so around like lafleur what's uh, a 5k go yeah, give or take basically like sit there and have uh have a beer and then <laughs> run off to full beard have a beer there the breweries love it i mean it's better than church yeah. on sunday so <laughs> i mean why not it, it, the invite's open so you've just lost all of our christian viewers <laughs> <laughs> oh shit there is goes, that who there goes your base? <laughs> that's that's all the burdens here oh, on our no. podcast right now. This is all the people. Yeah, this is the the fifteen concurrent viewers we've got right now. You know what? I gotta say, this is probably the highest level of participation <laughs> we've had on a there, on a live podcast. There's a bunch that's of people good. commenting though. That's good. Oh yeah, there's uh, what what oh. are we? What's our online community <laughs> saying? Oh well, they're laughing about the joke and talking about how. Uh, uh, just more joyful Nazi Germany. <laughs> so, so, kind of so that's where we're headed. Oh, yeah. no. Is that what's going to happen tonight? I think. Uh, well, what, what was I got to. Okay, our joke last time was about the polls, right? Yeah, the polls. <laughs> the polls. Those damn polls. We couldn't understand why the polls keep deciding <laughs> who's going to be the winner. <laughs> why we keep talking about the polls. It was a really bad joke, uh, but terrible. it went off. We were, it we lasted were drunk. for a long time. Yeah, um. Somebody here said something about Nazi Germany. You mean the PPC party? Uh, so uh, I'm. Uh, I I would really like to get your perspectives on these PPC folks. Well, um, yeah, no. Yeah. So I uh, interviewed, of course, Mister Roy for for the Tube Timmons interviews, and uh, yeah, I thought he was very like very knowledgeable. He didn't like not have an answer for anything, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, there was one point. I guess I asked him about. You know, they're a much maligned immigration policy that's scared a few people off of them. But, mm-hmm. I mean, there was one point, I think, you can watch it there, but he kind of referenced, we're not racist. We're not ra-. Like, so there was, a, there was a point where it was like five or six times he said we're not racist. Like, well, I didn't say anything about that. But, I mean, it's if you have to defend it from being racist, yeah. if you gotta I don't keep, know. If you've got to keep but falling I mean, back into that. Like, yeah, and I don't know. I mean, hey, I'm sure everything immigration reform is high on a lot of the parties you know uh plan i guess because you know there's all this hysteria about this the border jumpers and everything over in quebec but i think it just looks bad you know when you lose the leadership uh, race for for a party you're a pretty serious member of that party if you're yeah. running for mm-hmm. the leadership. two days later and then, yeah. and then you, you drop out and form your own party because you didn't get, yeah. get your way i think that's hard to build a lot of momentum around yeah when you're the minister of foreign affairs and then you do yeah. that yeah well, well they, they never really took off in this election they never really no, made a breakthrough and no people weren't buying what they were selling and uh i think anybody who had any kind of conservative leanings like they had their party already right. so right. that's that was kind of the theory was that they were going to split maybe the right vote much like the liberals and the ndp do mm-hmm. but it doesn't look like that but happening. if you are a, a right-leaning person you're generally like let's get trudeau out mm-hmm. so the only realistic chance of that is to vote conservative so that probably well, really I, harmed PPC. I think, I think the right side of the country has went through that path before and seen they can't win when you divide between yeah, two right. parties on the yeah. right. They're they're already only sitting around you know thirty to forty tops percent, yeah. to, and you need that split on the left to to have a conservative government. So 
you try and split up the right, it becomes very problematic yeah. for for a yeah. win. So I think they've accepted that. The yeah. old reform party, remember that? Oh, uh, Preston Manning. Reform, yes. No, but I do think that they they and, and I was trying to to tell Jay that, or I think we were talking about this on the last podcast, right? That uh, the like Max and Bernier was a serious member, like you said, of of the Conservative Party, and it just seemed to me that this party here not only did they fail to get traction, but they were also like like you say the much maligned like immigration policy and a lot of um, a lot of the issues that they were having. Uh, that that sort of led to accusations of racism and so on. It, I felt like they were attracting and not really willing to distance themselves. You're talking about the yellow vest the crowd? Yeah, 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 like from like some of the worst element. Well, and I think a lot of it, they're just too new as well. Like it's too new of a party. It's been around for what, like a year? Yeah, good point. Uh, to expect them to be able to realistically take out the, you know, a big number of seats is pretty unrealistic, I think. But mm-hmm. if they stick with it, maybe, you know, whatever. I don't know. Well, maybe <laughs> four years or two years or whatever, we're going to do the next next one. But Depends what happens, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And I think immigration uh, on the bigger picture is a fairly divisive yeah. topic when you get into political debates to, to begin with. So when that becomes the centerpiece of your 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 team's focus, yeah. it, it's tough to run a national campaign on, you know. Immigration, if you, yeah. If you had all the other bullet points that people were resonating with and whatnot and then could say well you know i can put up with this or i can appreciate this where it's coming from yeah then it becomes a little different but it's just you think people are coming becoming a little bit more siloed in those uh in those conversations though like i i mean the discussion online and like in the media looking at um because i i don't know this this is one part of this that bothered me this election is i found there was a lot of discussion um about painting the other guy as a terrible person. Sure. Yeah. You know, and I get that there's some of that in politics already, but this seemed like a very, very negative campaign that wasn't yeah. a lot policy based. It was person based. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, is difficult to accept, you know, last, last election. And, and even though I, I didn't vote liberal last election, yeah. um, Justin ran a much more positive campaign and, and inspired the country, which is why he won a large majority. This election, it was definitely a mud, slinging competition between Justin and Andrew, and uh, it's been a little more disappointing, I think, uh, compared to the previous election. Yeah. Do you think that, or for, and this is for any of you, do you think that we're kind of getting pulled into the American-style stuff where you know, it is it is about the leader, so, you, you know, it's it was a personal, you know, you know, mudslinging type of election because that's what they do in the States. It's you vote for the executive, you do not vote for, well, it works. you know, the, yeah. the party. Uh, right. So is that... You know, it's, that's what we switched to completely, I, like 100%. I think they've often been largely so, about the leaders, yeah. um, but I think the modern world is changing the dynamic of politics as well, and social media and the ability to go on and, and critique uh, is definitely changing the ballgame. And when you have a president who's critiquing via Twitter every 2.3 minutes, um, <laughs> you know, it just... 13,000 lies? It, 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 it stirs up the... <laughs> the dynamic of other people getting involved and yeah. in, in doing that, right? So it's become a much more, uh, I think people had their beliefs previously, but they didn't have all the channels to express them and, yeah. and, and, and get into that device of politics. Whereas, you know, 50, 60 years ago, if you were going to vote, you knew who you were voting for, and maybe some of your friends knew who you were voting for, but that's about that it. Whereas it. now it's all on social media and everyone. Well, how many it. I voted uh, Instagram filters <laughs> did you see today? Yeah. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Everybody doing their <laughs> civic duty, but that, I mean, that, Kind of nice. It's it's nice. I like that there's at least an awareness campaign out there now 
that people are at least paying attention to it. Um, I, like, I, I don't know if people are more, more informed. It's hard to tell if people are actually more informed now because there's social media, because there's a lot of sharing of articles that goes on that you sort of look like, uh, you got to ask yourself one, if the article was read before it was posted and, or if it was just like kind of a headline confirmation bias, boom, I'm Or is the article even factual? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Or is it by anything proud? Because you know, if there's proud (laughs) in the title of the news source, it's going to be perfect. Mostly bullshit. (laughs) Just saying. I have a question, uh, from, from our, from YouTube. Uh, this for anyone did Obama did the embar- uh, did the Obama endorsement help Trudeau or were Obama fans already voting Trudeau anyways? Ooh. I think it helps with the progressive leaning people people uh, to some degree. It's not going to be necessarily an election breaker, but no. I, I don't think it swung any conservative voters yeah, yeah. over to say, "Oh, Obama supports Justin now." I'm going to, right. um, but I think right. when you're looking at the left leaning portion of the vote, having and I think you know a lot of the criticism uh, on the Prime Minister has been his image in foreign policy and mm-hmm. his image in mm-hmm. foreign uh, nations. And when you have a former president of the United States come out and say, you know, he's very hardworking and very professional and well-respected on the world stage, yep. I think that goes a little bit to contradict some of the rhetoric of the campaign. Yeah, true. A lot of people were offended by that, really. Like, just the fact that a former head of state would be interfering or trying yeah. to influence the election. Yeah, it's I a mean, very, very interesting time in sure. U.S. politics. <laughs> sure. when there's, uh, impe- o- Obama hacking. <laughs> little little <laughs> change here. Libs, 33. Uh, cons, 6. NDP, 2. So I guess, so I guess we're on. getting some results from Quebec, Quebec maybe? I'm or? assuming, yeah. Let me take a look at the... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, they... Still not looking super hot for the uh, conservatives, eh? Well... Wait till Ontario. Yeah, yeah, and there is Kenora already NDP. They're assuming they they they're leading that, and but I think that was already kind of assumed. Yeah, thirty actually, and the website actually right now is showing thirty-seven libs, uh, seven cons, three NDP, one block, one green. A little bit. That's the CTV uh, page. So CBC and CTV are a little bit off right now. So you're starting to see some of the Ontario votes trickling. Yeah. Well, and they got a uh, well, well, blue in Manitoba. Makes sense. So, yeah. Oh. Leads by 30. Does that count? Can you really <laughs> one, count that? One of 209 polls reporting. Yeah, like, come on. Well, that's like the first uh, riding out east they put up, and it was conservative leaning, and then there was like an eight-vote difference or whatever. <laughs> I love the faceless people, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, man. They couldn't find you a couldn't, stock photo. I'm sorry. That, that is nothing short photo. of just embarrassing. Like, yeah. How the hell do you not have a photo of the guy? Like, <laughs> how does that happen? That's day one when you name yourself yeah. as a candidate. You okay, have, don't you have to have we need some. Yeah, we needed some official photos. Let's get our face out yeah. there. Legitimately, nah. a nah. We're good. candidate. Let's, exactly. So <laughs> let me go so to shoppers honestly, so and that, let me get the the passport photo. Well, yeah. And now one. you're just asking like media outlets to grab one off your Facebook or something yeah. of you at a barbecue ten years ago and like. <laughs> but see, they didn't even do that. <laughs> I know they couldn't find one. The guy doesn't even have Facebook. He doesn't have like, Facebook. He's got no presence anywhere. Uh, yeah. Oh, poor these people. They still, hey, they still put their. I was gonna say they still put their faces out there. there some go. of them. Well, I wonder. <laughs> I, a Thirteen vote lead for you. Well, I just <laughs> out of curiosity, I wonder when it gets to Timmins James Bay, they're gonna have one for for all of them. Oh, we've literally got a guy with one vote. All right, in Kenora. Oh, there's the one. Okay, the Ontario riding's coming in. All right. Yeah, not a lot of. Uh, <laughs> not a lot of polls reporting. Are you digging up the Timmins James Bay results there, Jason? No, I was trying. To, someone sent us I'd something. I'd like to, to see. Figure it out, but it's not working. 
Yeah. Yeah, here. Uh, bring those up, Jay. So you can see Sudbury in the bottom corner. Yeah, actually, it did show Sudbury, uh, Liberal, sorry. Yeah. NEP. Uh, uh, NEP for Kenora, NEP for uh, what the hell Thunder that Bay is? Superior. Thunder Bay Superior. Uh, we got a, a blue down in Southern Ontario or Niagara. We got a red for a Niagara Center. Yeah, Niagara West is showing blue right now. I have to say, personally, having uh, you know worked uh, in the previous role with, with some of the MPs, the, the MPs from Sudbury and Nickel Belter are, are definitely hardworking Northern champions, both Paula and Mark. I enjoyed my time mm -hmm. uh, working working with them, and despite you know some of the rumors that I'm uh, supporting the Liberals because I was told I can't run for the Conservatives, <laughs> I never filed my paperwork to run for the Conservatives. I uh, I did talk to them, uh, both parties, about the possibility. Uh, and I told them I had no intention of competing in a, a nomination contest if that's the route uh, they were going and mm -hmm. thought they needed to name their candidates and, and start preparing to run against Charlie because it's very difficult to take on someone of that nature. You can't be wait until a month mm -hmm. before the election. Mm -hmm. But uh, I probably was talking uh, about running uh, for the last year of my mayoral term with Mark uh, Saray from Sudbury. And so uh, personally, I hope both of them get back in. I think they're good, strong Northern champions and ha have done a wonderful job for, for that region of the, the North. One topic I do want to talk about is just signs in general, the effectiveness of signs, because I don't know if that correlates to anything. I really don't, because I don't, anymore. You know, there, know, there's the saying signs don't vote, but yeah. I, I think it gives... The undecided? Do you think it, it sways anyone? I don't anyone? even want to say the undecided. I, I think if you're not in the sign game... Right, it, it gives the statement that you're not in the race. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. It does, optically, you have to do yeah. it, and yet, yeah. you know, it just because it someone really... goes to some corner and plops down 25 signs, which some parts of town, it's like, <laughs> did we really need 25 <laughs> of them here? But I mean, hey, whatever. Uh, I have a garage full of signs, and I don't know what to do. With them. Well, <laughs> I think yeah. it's more about showing you can compete. Right. That's, yeah. That's what the sign game is. If you're not in the game, then it shows you don't have that financial backing to yeah. buy signs. Um, so it's not necessarily going to win you an election, but it could lose you an election. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I get it, and I sort of understand even just the consistency and, and like we're we're kind of wired weird, right? Like you see somebody's name over and over and over and over and over again. It just makes you, especially if you're not really into this stuff. It's not. It's just something that that sort of comes around every four years and. To you, it's it's like you feel like you you want to get informed and want to make a choice that like an educated decision, but you keep seeing that same name come up. Like that can that can hack well, your brain, right? People like to support a winner, right? That's, that's of course part of human nature as well. So it's it's part of it for sure. Um, I think the other thing, as I said before, it's such a big riding, right? So if you're a Timmins candidate and you got no signs out in everywhere else, Mathis and Kirk and Lake, mm -hmm. Englehart, then those parts of the riding say, you know, are they even here? Have they mm -hmm. been to this part of the riding? Do they care about anything outside yeah. their own community? So mm -hmm. I think they're important to show that presence and get the fact that you put the effort in. So it's less about demonstrating the, the, the fact that like all these people are, are supporting this person. It's more showing that, okay, this person has a presence here, has demonstrated a willingness to come here and knock, knock on doors. doors and put up some yeah, signs. yeah, yeah. Well, there was yeah. a big thread about that today on the local, local, one of the local forums about, oh, yeah, just out of curiosity, has anyone got door knocking in their part of town or the riding or whatever? And yeah. Yeah, it was varied answers, actually. Some people said this person did, this person didn't. I got a pamphlet. I got robocalls. I got mm -hmm. stupid texts from Sarah from the 
party, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's true. Because, you know, if your mind's made up, you're not going to want to hear a door knock from whatever the other party you don't like or true. or a robocall, especially. You're going to have an angry hang-up or whatever. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the best way to reach people is. That well, really Circling back to our results, the uh, People's Party does have their first leading mm, Max, candidate. Yeah. Uh, Max. Max Bernie. <laughs> yeah. Well, Would have been surprised see. if it wasn't Max. <laughs> well, didn't they have uh, another Max Bernie? Like, uh, yeah, in the same like party? A, in the same writing, nice. yeah, yeah. running same against writing. them. <laughs> like a different... Uh, yeah. Just some independent, I'm going to put my name in. Just <laughs> yeah, because yeah, my name's Max Bernie, too. Really. There, there was rumors <laughs> with the whole uh, conservative of hiring the firm to bring down the People's Party um, that, yep. that they propped up this candidate to run against Max and help split the vote. To, uh, oh, man. Just to confuse the electorate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, well, I'm sure that that could happen. Like, the, the person could put up signs that have similar colors to that. What color with the PPC again? They're like, blue purple. and... Was purple? it purple? Well, yeah. they've officially been assigned purple, even though most of their signs are blue and red. Yeah, well, it's like blue and red, blue, red but I think those are both taken. But uh, So they kind of have to go with a purple... Um, one interesting result coming in there was the the Thunder Bay or Patty Haidu was behind <laughs> was trailing by a good amount, but early that would be a surprise, I think. But if she if she doesn't get back if in, she yeah, doesn't get back a in, eh? big part of the Liberal Party there. So, anyways, it's early. Yeah, anything? Uh, well, there's some Quebec. Yeah, uh, Chantal's the best. Chantal Hebert is a good uh, good pundit. She just tells it like it is. Yeah, yeah. 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 She <laughs> she seems like she's. Uh, Oh yeah, scrappy. Well, <laughs> that yeah. makes any sense? Yeah. No, no. Like, she, there's like just, there's no, there's no, like there's no BS with yeah. her. She just kind of no spin, no, no. like, uh, um, I say underlying message or anything like that. Oh well, yeah, just no, like, you I'm, can tell that she just. Uh, I can never understand the argument with. And I apologize for cutting no, off. There. No, I was <laughs> trailing dick. off anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I I understand, or I, I don't understand, but. You know, you see the arguments like, oh, the CBC is just this left-leaning bullshit. But you watch Power and Politics. You watch, you know, uh, you know, uh, what's the, is it National? What's, what's yeah, the, the, yeah, the National. Yeah, like, I got to say, it's pretty goddamn both ways. Like, they will go at the liberal, you know, member of cabinet hard. Yeah, I'll take something. Yeah, I'll have whatever. Uh, they'll go after the liberal candidate hard. They'll go after whoever hard. And, and the con just as hard. So I don't understand whatever you want to give me. Yeah. I need something. Or that's his. Give no, me no, no, no. Get in that pumpkin if oh, you want. Damn it. You don't have to have it. But oh, it's uh, it's not as... pumpkin me? No, it's not really that pumpkin-y. It's actually... Yeah, to give him the Johnny. Sure. But uh, no, I, I find like... I, I never understand that argument. It's like, they go at the liberal guy hard. They'll well, go at whoever hard. Well, to be honest, to have any sort of credible yeah. political panel, you kind of have to have... They can't all be one way. They've got to be kind of, yeah. you know... It's like the... Uh... One non-right-leaning Fox News reporter who quit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Shepard Smith. Yeah, Shepard Smith. Yeah. But I would say Wallace is, you know, he, he's right-leaning, but he's not a complete, like, he, he he will push back once in a while. It's like, hey, that's that's dumb. Yeah. So can we stop showing the 13 votes? He has a lead of six. Can we not show these? This is <laughs> these a are so time. early. And, like, how big was that polling it's station? It's got to be automated. Four people? Though. they, they got to be automating, it just, like, circle, circling through this stuff. Well, this is, uh, they're just getting ready for the cuts that are coming, Jay. They've <laughs> laid off some people. Laid off some people, giving their jobs to robots. Mm-hmm. Well, 
Conservatives making a comeback here a bit, so. Yeah, it's, they're they're. They seem to be doing well in Quebec. Quebec. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, uh, well, Bernie they, is no that Bernie is behind. He's behind Bernie. the cons. Wow. Well, I guess he had that seat already, so th- that was a con seat before. So it must yeah. be it's conservative stronghold. They're, they're splitting up the vote. That's there. what I was reading was that Max's seat was not a slam dunk, like by any means. Yeah. So the PPC might not even get any. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. You'd think that would be their best shot. So some, getting a seat, yeah. yeah. There was a couple of people mentioning uh, uh, there should be a bylaw reducing the amount of signs. Some, uh, yeah. you know, so and just have them in certain areas, and, or and you should do whatever you're allowed on your private property. But you know, I do kind of, I do find the the, and I I agree, and I was guilty of this when I did my own uh, uh, when I ran my own campaign. I've littered public property with my own signs. Yeah, it's like, threw let's, all your signs in the bush. Let's go. Well, and, and let me ask you this, just even from, I, I get, well, that was a local campaign, yeah, right? Yeah. So, I mean, is in your ward, I guess, or your area, the second that the uh, another candidate has one there, do you feel the obligation, I got to get one right beside it too? Oh, just about. Sure. Just about. Yeah. And so, so it's we a very were, reactionary thing to say, oh, yeah. this corner, man, that, a lot of traffic there. I got to get one right up beside him. And I guess so. Oh, I did. I did horrible. Like it's, it's very fascinating to me the whole sign where they go up. But it, oh. it was fun. Like uh, that was the only part I liked. Really, placing <laughs> signs. But it was. <laughs> it's okay. I, I didn't do all that well. I did okay. I got what two thousand votes in the in the riding in in the the ward. But like we were on point for signs. We were the first ones up. We had a group of people that at midnight. We're oh wait, yeah, we were all we were all dispatched. We had a bunch there. of pickup trucks ready, and they were up first. So, like, it, if you look by signs at the time, you're like, "Well, this Boston loser is gonna kill." Uh, <laughs> Nothing happened. Maybe it was all the extra oh, weight yeah, I had. You, you ran, you ran a good campaign. I, I remember that campaign, and I remember a few candidates kind of boasting online, "I'm not spending one dime on advertising or signs." <laughs> and people know who I am, and they came last. You know, like. Uh, well, and I th- oh, God, I think it was one of them, one of the Ward Five candidates. It was on that, you know, the corner of Spruce and Algonquin. Oh, it looked like it was literally done with a sharpie. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then it rained, and then it ran, and it just get that out of there. Like, <laughs> is do we have no standards anymore? Come on, get a printer. I mean, I get it, but at that point, you're better off to not have any yeah, than to have yeah, something yeah, for sure, for sure. that runs at the first rainfall. But you I gotta mean. assume that somebody at some point is gonna do this differently, and they're gonna find a way to get people's attentions that, like, I Don't mean, cost anything. I guess the signs um, are kind of the equivalent of billboards. Right? Yeah, oh yeah. It's just like but, ads. It's an ad. Exactly, right? but one day, like, I, I guess, I, I don't know how they still... They still work. Like I, I don't think they work to convince people, but there's going to be some candidate somewhere who's going to have no signs. He's just going to go off complete social media. Yeah, it's or something. like do you think it'd be and worth it be- to just pay social media ads? Because like what the amount of Perhaps. and I'll say the amount of signs I had would cost me several grand to do. Sure, I don't. Know. Yeah, I don't so, spend so, money. I'd imagine. Yeah, like you didn't spend money. Yeah, you, you weren't financial guy. I was uh, well, Mark. Uh, <laughs> but like, it's not cheap. But to put that just in Facebook and Instagram ads. These days, you might be better off. Just that, like super targeted. Did you have? Yeah. Did you do social media ads? If I, you want to give me your uh, well, your I insight, ha- I have in all of them. Um, but I think you got to keep in mind that uh, seniors make up yeah. a large the most, portion yeah. of the voter turnout. Yep. Um, and while some are on the social media sites, not, the majority not all are, of them yeah. are, and some. Yep. A lot more today, though. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah it's and increasing for sure. Um, but I think I, they I think are that... most likely to be duped by some social media content, <laughs> content as well sometimes. When it comes to politics, I think that's a, that's a wide open game, though. Like, I see yeah. people copying and sharing mm. articles from the Beaverton as if they're real articles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you're, you're right. It's not like that. I don't know. I think there's a bit of a trope out there of the like um, the the boomer who's sharing all the the fake news, mm-hmm. like or whatever the memes as news, yeah, yeah. right? But uh, that that's definitely uh, I I don't know. I can find examples of that in every age demographic for sure. Yeah. Well, and you know, again, there's the the defund the CBC crowd and you know fake news, liberal media, blah blah blah. And Look yet, closer race right there and. Uh... I'm, tra- cons. I'm trying to find a, a provincial breakdown. Can you find that on your computer? CTV since? would be the closest you can get, but doesn't give you the full Ontario they have, breakdown. They have Tim and James Bay. They have Tim and James Bay showing leaning uh, Charlie. They have uh, whatever near North or something. Uh, Manitoulin, Algoma, Carol Hughes, obviously. Uh, Subray, Lib. They have the Sioux being uh, Con. Which would that be a change? Yeah. Yeah, that would be a Provincially, they're conservative, but federally, they're liberal right now. There you go. Andrew, I want to come back to that, like what you were talking about just there. Um, the def- defund yeah, sure. the CBC yeah, yeah. crowd. Because I, <laughs> um, I think that's uh, that's an interesting point to kind of linger on because the this this idea that people are are starting this this kind of political movement and if you paid attention to just your social media and some of the negativity negativity in the memes that get that get circulated around on that you could start to feel as though there's an actual political movement that's growing right that's got this super hardcore right wing like very small government or no government kind of movement right right um but this doesn't seem to be reflected in the elections all the time. I mean, no. maybe you could maybe point to Ontario. Sure. Well, I like, mean, like you say, even you know some of the people locally mm-hmm. who like to comment on every everything, but you know they, they say, well, the anything that doesn't paint your guy in the right light is fake. It's biased. It's yeah. whatever. Um, and yet you'll see those same people eventually. Let's say it's an art. Let's say they're whatever. They're right leaning get Trudeau out of office, whatever, and if something that makes him look bad or something that makes him look good, oh, that's that's a fake thing. But the second there's an article that makes him look good, oh, yeah, no, uh, that's real. So so CBC, CTV, whatever, the mainstream media is still kind of the standard because that it's not really real until it's being reported by those because they're actually journalistic standards, right, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. have to get met before things go online, right? So, I mean, you not just, saying that they don't screw up. You just upset the entire right right base well for sure cbc is there's no there's no alternative right like you know legitimizing cbc well on some of these you know uh biased news sort of the fake news things you know they've gotten a little more clever instead of just you know like say the ontario proud or the you know f trudeau kind of thing like that's yeah we're not gonna buy that but you know canadian news now well even now it's kind of the post-millennial you might have seen something from that that's definitely a essentially a it's a heavily biased news source that really doesn't there doesn't really have any standards of journalism right there yeah, because, it, yeah. I mean, I well, don't know. I, I find that a lot of these news sources now and, uh, well, you call them new, we call them news sources, but they're actually become, they're competing for people's attention. Well, now, it's like, mostly opinion pieces, to be honest. Yes, Not, yes, yes. No, the basis of journalism is balance, right? So 
no matter how abhorrent someone else is, you kind of got to get their opinion or at least ask them, say, okay, well, there's a, yeah, local Nazi party guy running. Okay, well, it's terrible, but you should still ask him, okay, what's your thought on this, whatever. And if he doesn't want to answer, that's fine, but you got to give him the opportunity. Well, people, it's, well, I mean, I, I, I'm, uh, why did, why did I bring up Nazis again? We're going to get the <laughs> again, thread going. But. No, no, but people should know right. about uh, about the stuff that's that's out there, right? Exactly. Like it's, are, sorry, sorry. Andrew, did you just say that we should be listening to what the position of the... I said if, if there were a local party or whatever, I don't know. This, I'm always fascinated in some of the bigger centers, the, uh, we, there's parties that we don't even, we're not even talking about, they're not even yeah. relevant, that, are, that run in some of these bigger, like go to Toronto Center... There's the Marxist-Leninist party and the... Then the Communist Party. Oh, then there's like... Why are there six the, different Communist parties? The United like, Bowlers of Canada <laughs> you know, party. Like, there's just... A party's like, how the hell are these a thing? Like, it's bananas, some of the names of them. like, And they actually run as, like, Oh, yeah, it's like... Parties. They have, like, a singular issue. Like, yeah. that's their only that's thing. It's, it, like, yeah. about more money for... And they, for just use, and, <laughs> and they just use the election campaign to... Uh, to Put as much of their material out there as they can. Well, oh, did yeah. you see the subway guy? There's oh, uh, Popescu. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Certified. That guy so should be locked he, up. Nuts. He's been charged with spreading hate speech. He's been charged with beating his mother because she <laughs> did not put uh, she didn't the, the towels. She didn't pull the towels from what, To be fair. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nothing just worse than an improperly balanced. folded towel. Hey, I'm not going to say I told the wife to put them away properly, but... <laughs> Jesus. Like, Anyways, uh, <laughs> you know no, I read that article. That guy, and that they guy gave runs. Him a meet the candidate. They yeah. gave him like a. a oh, whole. I know. It's just about yeah, Jesus needs to be at the top of the list of everything, and it's just kind of crazy. Wasn't this with Jesus and Jesus incarnate God? Like God incarnate Jesus? Like what? What's, what's incarnate? Well, he just wants intent. Uh, wants attention because he runs. You know, I've talked to some other you know my colleagues that work in the Sudbury area. He, he runs every provincial, federal, municipal election. He, he just wants attention. Essentially, no, like just, like, that's all it is. Just somebody who's looking he, for some attention. Kind of a. I, I thought we had rules for certain elections. I don't know if it's municipal, provincial, or federal. Where if you run unsuccessfully in a certain number of times, you can't run anymore. Like sure. uh, I thought we should, but maybe we don't. But I guess <laughs> I guess it's well. What's it's you have to file certain paperwork after the election, right, to ensure that you can run again. Yeah, you have sense? to file your financial returns right. and make sure you've. Met you, all those, or you can't run again, right? As some people missed out on the last and, that one provincial right. or a municipal election, and you have to um, also get signatures to right. to run. Yeah. You have to get enough signatures. Now like, the, the threshold's pretty low. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is it twenty five so really, or something. Or, yeah. So anybody can sort. And and I mean, how do they verify to, these? You go things? to your family and yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's all the same last name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, never never mind that. Like, you've got to get signatures. But how do how do they even verify that these are the people who signed it? Right. Like, could you not just I don't know forge Left scribbles? Hand, right like, hand. yeah. That's I don't know. Did I just give out some the Jason Boisno strategy? <laughs> what <did> I say? <laughs> Shows it up pays to, to have a lot of family around. Paperwork this big, <laughs> big box. Oh, God. Ah, uh, so still, oh, the, the conservatives are... Um, oh, Hamilton's not winning. Oh, sorry. Catching up. Yeah, Hamilton. I asked that the richer part of Hamilton, the mountain. <laughs> That's the richer part it of is. Hamilton. Uh, the lower, the, uh, you know, whatever. The waterfront area is a little more uh, NDP working class. So so far, any big surprises? I don't think uh, so. No, still looking. Depends. Is that PPC C- 
seat gone now? Well, yeah, it, it, it oh, yeah. might it's be, gone, yeah. yeah. It's, gone. it's definitely not a slam dunk for him, man. No. He was trailing quite a bit, too. Well, I'm sure people even in that writing are like, okay, Max, you know, we might want to vote for you as a local guy, but, you know, we got to stop Trudeau, so... Yeah. You're going to vote conservative, yeah, right? Exactly. And, and that was a conservative writing. It's not yeah. like Max held that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The floor just fell out from underneath them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got the ping pong net up there. Oh. Yeah. Don't don't worry, Jay. I'm, uh, next year, or ne- in four years from now, gonna this podcast is going to have all sorts of graphics everywhere. Yeah, the graphics guy. We'll have yeah. Steve Black saying things. <laughs> Different lighting. A bunch of racist Lighting things. cues. and Yeah, yeah it's all going to be I, deep I, fake I, videos. I, I would say right now, though, this is, looks good for the conservatives. With the yeah, race, actually. With the I'm race that's close through Ontario and Quebec. Yeah. Because guarantee the 33 seats from Alberta. You just All add, conservative. You add yeah. those in right now, and it... it just the the lead, so completely it sh- right. Show it, you know that east west split. It's well, that's why I was asking. It was by province, right? You can right. Out what yeah. Got yeah. I think it's, it's not giving on uh, the CBC uh, CTV one's not giving me that. CBC one is also doesn't help me spread well, it. So the, the fu- sorry, just a real no, quick. No, the, the final McLean's uh, article last night, where they were kind of predicting. I guess they said for a conservative majority, they basically need to sweep BC, which seems incredibly unlikely. Yeah, and yeah, that, so are, and are and the liberals we, can't get. To sixty seats in Ontario, yeah. that's that's the path for the so conservatives. Are we, are we to get a assuming a coalition, then that's is that what the guess is? It's most that's likely, I mean, I, I don't know. And I'm still assuming minority. I don't know that you're yeah. going to see an official coalition. Don't think just a, a coalition in in principle only type yeah. thing. Not an actual. We'll, we'll back you up for your first throne speech and budget. You and can we'll see what new, happens. You can elect a new leader, and we'll go again. There you go. <laughs> I just think it's for either the not so much the conservatives, but for the liberals. To enter a formal coalition yeah. gives the NDP that much more Too substance much that you don't want to give them going yeah. into the next election. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did Rob mm. Ray have a formal coalition? Was that formal or was that just in principle only? Hmm. When, like it's when they were, like we'd have telephones still or, 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 or computers with <laughs> internet. I'm still trying to look up how many seats the Conservatives are supposed to have by this time. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so projected to take 53. Through Ontario, so they'd be ahead of that projection right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking good. Well, block seventeen, eighteen. Were there any projections, um, or kind of projecting a uh, a conservative majority? No, no, well, none. I think they were down to two percent chance in the oh, okay. uh, TBC. They've they've really flattened off, seems like in the last week or two, right? So uh, they're going to get their votes, obviously, but I don't know if they've flipped as many people as they had probably hoped initially. So of but five the, ridings in Timmins or Tim and James Bay, Charlie's now up two sixty votes. So five who's five polling five stations? Stations. Okay. Yeah. Do we know Sorry. who's in second? Uh Michelle. Michelle okay. or actually Granky moved up one fifty three. She Michelle was second there. So it's uh forty five percent. I was saying uh, did it say forty two for you said forty two, I said forty seven. Forty seven, there you go. So. Well we're forty five point eight. Yeah, but early. it's still early on early. right now, eh? But when you look at this, there was a 17-seat difference in the 338 projection between the Liberals and Conservatives, uh, and they had the Conservatives at 53 through Ontario. So when they're at 70, you've swapped that that trend. Oh, okay. All right. So, no, it makes sense. This, this currently is good news for the Conservatives right now. I'm Peter Mansbridge back on the uh, CBC panel here. He's got the beard it's going. kind of nice, uh, eh? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, on the bridge. They dug him like up. pulled him out well, of retirement. Well, he didn't go full Letterman with his retirement <laughs> beard. Yeah. Uh, like we saw Letterman in his first six months, he did, finally did an interview. It was like 
looked like he had been out in the woods yeah, uh, yeah. for her. Well, he was like that on his show, too, on his Netflix show. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was great, by the way. Yeah, that was good. a great interview. Really good. Um, but, yeah, no, nice to see old Peter. What time is the next yeah. uh, province closed, Jason? Do you know? Uh, sorry, no, I'm answering a bunch of responses here. <laughs> so Jay's like, our social media like guy. Are, are we into Manitoba with some of these seats? I think 10.30. Oh, I think for the prairies, it'll be 10.30. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I guess 11.30 out west. He's my lord and savior. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I think the nine for the NDP right now would be a bit concerning, too, because they're not going to pick up anything through the prairies except yeah. for a few one in Manitoba, one yeah. in Edmonton, maybe. And then like they got northern Manitoba right. right now, supposedly. Yeah, that does look kind of low for the NDP right now. Like, no doubt they're going to make some gains in British Columbia. Mm-hmm. Shaping up to be pretty interesting, though. I'm just curious if these include any results for Manitoba, because if they do, then it's a little different ballgame. If they don't, then the Conservatives are in really good shape right now. If they don't include Manitoba results? Yeah. So they believe the Liberals I haven't seen anything. basically won almost everything around the, the Winnipeg area last election, right? So they picked up a, quite a few number of uh, unexpected seats, I think, yeah. around uh, Winnipeg last time out, which they you know, may or may not get this time which kind of obviously helped them form the majority. We'll see how Manitoba goes as well, but. That's a big panel. Wow. Yeah, no kidding. That's a lot what of is people. This, a DNC convention? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should have hosted a beer and bullshit debate. Have you addressed yes. your, your non-drinking of beer uh, to the audience yet on, on any of your previous? Last yeah, one, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Said I'm uh, drying Gross. up for October because I got, October? Marath- I got a marathon to run in uh, two weeks. Who would so. do that? Isn't Joey Rogan Ridiculous. doing this? Sober October as well? Yeah, Sober October. It's supposed to be like with a well, challenge of I th- some kind. I think the first day of October, he had someone on and they he was like, oh, come on, we can have one sip, right? Because someone brought in some, you know, whatever, nice whiskey or whatever. And There is Manitoba. Yeah. Yeah. Reporting because it's showing. And they they're showing in some whiskey. I'm seeing here, but yeah, it's just showing like, like uh, one. A couple. He was debating it, and and the other guys were like, "Well, it's October first, man. We're already bending the rules." <laughs> you know, but, yeah, I I always love the the initial podcast that they do the sober October setup where they sure. where they they have like Bert Kreischer and uh, Tom Segura on and uh, Ari Shafir, mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, I I always find like those like all four of those guys on a podcast hilarious. What, what are you, what are you trying to say there? Steve wants to say, uh, so, okay, yeah. Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Alberta is also starting to trickle in. Yeah, they're so. starting, but it's it's still showing like the the polls are pretty. Uh, oh yeah, it's one early. of something yeah. polls, but they yeah. show up in the leading but category. It shows Saskatchewan and Alberta all blue, uh, and uh, most of Manitoba blue. Yeah. Of course, I'm a little less nervous of the Conservatives being at 82 and <laughs> Alberta's reporting. Oh, okay, it's already <laughs> reporting. Okay, um, we've got a question here. What do you think about things like Google Trends better predicting elections than actual pollsters, Uh, i.e. recent McLean's article? Well, I think this year it said in Google Trends that if you looked by leader, then the NDP would be at 85 seats and tied with the Conservatives, I believe, and... So I'm not I'm not going to buy into the Google trend yet. No, that that people are are searching and well, I guess it, it doesn't necessarily mean like if people are searching those terms, it, it doesn't, doesn't mean necessarily anything. mean that. I don't there's, think it's tangible relates to no. votes. I mean, but also, probably a lot of those. Well, sorry, sorry, just to real, finish real quick. Someone was talking it. about today about how 
uh, yeah, there was some data that said Conservative Party of Canada was the most like searched you know thing out of any of the parties. But that's probably because they didn't have their platform out until like yeah. a yeah. few days ago. They want to know okay, what they're going to do. What are the tangible costs for these things? And no, that makes sense. I don't know, but I think you're right. And also like. Where are, you know, if you're looking at Google Trends, where are they searching Jagmeet? Are they searching it in Brampton, Toronto, Russia. Vancouver, you know, like <laughs> Calgary, Edmonton, Russia. Calgary, Edmonton? Yeah. Are they showing, are they, are they in the places where the, the left leaning places are, are more likely to? So, like, yeah, big population areas, but, you know, oh, Alberta oh. sells a bunch of seats outside of Edmonton and Calgary, which make up the vast majority of the seats there, but not the vast majority of the population. So, well, and also, are you seeing people search looking up for dirt? Yeah, that too. Neg- yeah. Neg- mm-hmm. neg- negative mm-hmm. articles to mm-hmm. post. To Andrew Shear yearbook photos. Are we looking at? Is that uh, <laughs> they didn't find the, anything? See, and the, the other thing with that, you know, the the brown face stuff was where was this four years ago? Exactly. That's weird. The, the timing was crazy. Like, okay, this has been in a public yearbook yeah. for uh, since whatever, like twenty years, and gone in three days. How did no conservative strategist dig that up four years ago? I'm sure I they don't had understand. a chance. Yeah. The timing is just very bizarre. Like it's so old. It seems like it should have been a thing last election, yeah. right? Like it would have, and it, it would have buried them. There would have been no. Yeah, little party he, yeah his sunny ways would have had a little hole of yeah, poked good, in it, right? Good but point. I mean, good point. It's just the timing of everything. You gotta like take with a grain of salt. Like it's it's very well the to- suspicious. Okay, but fair enough that that the but timing's there. there. But I mean, it actually was there. Yeah, he I, did it I mean, exactly. He admitted to it. It would like it'd be one thing if it was something that was <laughs> doctored. Unless you just completely wrote off the last election, said doesn't matter. We're not going to beat him with this right now, anyways. <laughs> yeah, could have been you know, like let's hold we'll on, hold to it in the wait. chamber for yeah. four years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Let's see if we can get an insurance adjuster Ooh, to come in. There's right an interesting like. writing there. Is Milton obviously Vancouverton versus Rate? Uh, oh. Obviously, that's still very early. Only two of 196 polls reporting, but that's supposed to be one of the toss-up writings around the GTA. Olympic hero versus uh, possible future leadership Dutch? candidate. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's big. There's Bob Ray. Kind of. He's starting to. He certainly seemed to me like the Brian Burke of Canadian <laughs> politics. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of shows up. Solid. I like that. Ah, solid. You know, they're all stupid. More, you know, yeah. Yeah. Or, or, you know, the loose tie. Uh, Berkey's tying his ties lately now. But uh, <laughs> for a few years, he was just going with the loose tie look. I couldn't, which I couldn't get around. Down to his nipples. That does not look good. Man. Even when he was like the GM of the Flames, he was ah, showing up to me. He's got a tie on, but it's not tied up. I don't know who thought. I don't know who told me that that was a good look, but definitely didn't work for him. But. Uh, no, he's the resident grump, you know? Like, yeah. you need that guy, right? Like You need somebody who keeps it real. Oh, Green uh, leading green in uh, Dufferin Caledon. Obviously, still very early, but... Uh... Ooh. That seems pretty... Uh, that's what it should be. Makes sense? Yeah. 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 Perry but Sound. Look at the Greens beating the NDP there. Sure, it's 20 out of 200 or whatever, but... Uh, we have Errol Mew saying, great to see the block resurgence, even the <laughs> Quebec Lib. <laughs> and uh, Brent Baudry talking about how uh, last provincial, all but one riding in Edmonton voted NDP. So I don't think in Alberta will be all blue. So, yeah, that's quite possible. But on the map, you don't see given, that. Though, right? Last provincial, no. like previous to Jason Kenney, they had a split yeah. right yeah. wing, right? So you might see an, an orange seat in Edmonton. Maybe one or two. Yeah, yeah. possible. You know, they got the national map up oh, here. That's what so, we're looking for. but don't they have that? Uh, 
That, that, that mayor in Calgary, though, changes everything. Well, he was on the panel earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nahid Nenshi, yeah, he's, uh, he was there. I mean... I actually really <laughs> like her politics. He was there. <laughs> he was there. I, I couldn't hear what he was saying. No. We were talking here, but I mean... What's her name again? Power politics? Vashi Capellos. I, I do enjoy her. I find she's... Uh, she will go at anyone hard. Like. Yeah. Well, that's good. No, you need that, right? Like, right. this is... And, and this sort of goes back to your point earlier about... Um, like people being real anti CBC yep. and uh, like, like I get, th- like in principle that people kind of look at it and they say, okay, this is government, government funded media, but it's, I mean, the the arms like length relationship is there. I guess there's, yeah, like it's not it, or non arms length relationship, non arms length. I guess no. no, is that what? You would call so what, what are you saying? Are you saying that it's too close to the government no, no, or not no, no, clo- no. I or mean, far I mean, away it's, enough, it's, pushed it's, off? It's, it, it's arm's length as, as in the sense that it's... Separated. It's, it, yeah, it's separated. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah the government yeah. should not be able to whip the news department no. to tell them, oh, no, don't report on this. Little no, trick. of course. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. little trick to remember arm's length and non-arm's length. If Andrew and I were, were family members, we would be hugging right now. So we would be not arm's length. We'd be within arm's length. And if we're since we are not family members, we are arms length at away. Arms length. That's all right. So huh, look at that. We're it's learning too, all it's sorts too early, of things. Too early for hugs at this point. I think. <laughs> Who called me a commie? <laughs> commie rag, Corey. That's <laughs> uh, I like this guy. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I, I don't know. So, it does look like it's it's looking good for sh- the conservatives going sh- out. Should we talk about the local race for a bit? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean. Yeah, obviously. It, what's it looking like right now? What What are the results reporting? Look, uh, looking like an Angus win at yeah, this point. It's early 11 here. Eleven of one sixty nine. He's up by five sixty six. Uh, Granky has moved. Is still in second, only ahead of uh, Buelo by twenty nine votes. No. And how many uh, polling stations reported? Uh, Eleven of one sixty nine. Oh, okay. So we're There's early. Still I'm assuming but, most of Timmins is not fit in yet. Yeah. <laughs> There's already a party happening at. Oh, uh, where's this? He's excited. East Coast. What? Who, who are they looking at though? Because I just see reporters. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people taking photos, but so anyways. I haven't had a uh, an election party where I won. How much? Di- how different oh, is it they, between they winning project, and losing? They projected a liberal government. They are. BBC projects liberal Lib government. Gov. That's why you're seeing the party. There you go. The four more years. Wow. Chance. That's got to be dejecting for the people of West. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there you go. All right. Well, oh, the Alberta Separatist Party to come uh, in. That is a pretty bold statement, I guess, this early, right? I mean, considering it's 125, 197, I guess. I have. The, I guess they have the, the statisticians to well, figure what, it out. Do we have the number specifically for Ontario? Like, I can't. Because if, if the Liberals are leading in more than 60... Uh, from all of my understanding, was that that's a really bad sign for the conservatives to at least form a majority, um, and and vice versa. If the liberals don't get at least sixty seats in Ontario, they're in trouble. So yeah, I don't. I, I think that like what Jason's saying though it makes sense, right? Like to some extent, we're we're only privy to the information that they're giving to us, and yeah. they're privy to all the other information. Yeah. So they must <laughs> switch to Al Jazeera. What yeah, are they there saying? we go. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's the, uh, the the RT news? That's what we need. <laughs> Uh, Real I was, news. Uh, Aaron Lemieux just says, Steve Black, a.k.a. Ronnie Textall. Get your head in the game. I like that. That was a good one. I'm still trying to p- find provincial maps here so we can see this, but with, with the projection on the screen, I guess it doesn't matter. 
Yeah. Um, I, I literally just think about some of these reporters I've heard. Like, they've been standing in the same spot for, like, 15 hours now. Just waiting. Like, earlier today, they were hit doing live hits with them in, and this is giant, spacious cavernous building and they're like the only person there you know and it's like yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, nothing happening just yet it's like why did we even go to this yeah person? Why, like, why right now <laughs> yeah, so you, you've been in those rooms eh? oh, yeah. to- <laughs> yeah as you can see the stage is empty right now they're uh, setting up the coffee and snacks table uh, want, we won't we won't know much until the polls close. Back to you, Jim. You know, like. I, I watched the uh, the Michael Moore um, eleven uh, Fahrenheit eleven nine no, just recently again, and the the part where he just kind of highlights them. Uh, what is it? The the media focusing on Trump's empty podium <laughs> for like an hour and a half. Yeah. Oh, let's go back. Oh, and, false alarm. <laughs> and I'm sure Trump really cares, right? Like, and he loved it. I'm sure he loved. I mean, it. that's fake. It's oh, just God. so offside. Like every other, like, oh, you guys are talking about this? Let me do something worse to distract you. Yeah. <laughs> so you're up to, to 131 now, and if Getting... BC hasn't started to come in, right? Let's... Yep. And is any BC in yet? Let me go back. Yeah. I don't, no, I don't very think little, their polls aren't even little, closed yet. Yeah, very little BC is showing yet, so. Well, their polls aren't even closed. Old Saskatchewan shows up pretty well. A good chunk. Well, like, I'm saying, like, leading, I right, guess, they're, yeah. uh, most of Alberta. Uh and yeah, so it looks like you know it's a pr- good chunk of uh, southern on, but that's, that's the thing about the southern Ontario. If you look at the Toronto area, there's a bunch of red. Oh well, yeah, but the big there's, ridings. In there's southern ridings Ontario. in Toronto that are like six city blocks. Yeah, exactly. Like it's insane. So obviously their travel expenses are pretty small. Yeah, <laughs> compared to uh, our riding. Yeah, they can they can about, do some uh, nice door knocking. All the leaders look up the leaders of their each party and see how they're doing in their ridings. Ooh, can I find that on CBC? So, well, oh, Lord. Trudeau is Should be able Montreal. To. I forget what the name of his exact writing is. Papanoor. Yeah. It's, and obviously Max is Bose. That's around Quebec City, you know? Yeah. And uh, who else? I don't like this map. I really don't like this map at all. Why? Because it's, look at Montreal. It's just all red. So in yeah. Bose, he's behind by about 240 votes. Yep. Yeah, hey. I want to stick on the local one here. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see um, see what's going to happen there because... Uh, I was guessing Boileau second. You think that was so? my guess, yeah. but That's what I thought as well. I, you yeah, know what? Too. I really yeah. would have thought so. I got to well. say the, uh, the, uh, the Conservative Party seemed to have their... their they were ready early. Yeah, that, they didn't better have, than last time. Yeah, that's they, for they sure. had no, no p- policy regardless, but like, you know, their signs were out there. They seemed to be hitting the doors early and often. Mm-hmm. They... they I'm not sure what maybe their party like or the, the, that group might have been. I have no problem saying they ran a horrible campaign four years ago. Uh, they were last to nominate a candidate. Yep. Kind of weren't that great with the media and uh, they seem to be very guarded in a lot of ways. But I mean, anyways, we're not talking about four years ago. Yeah, but, uh, but this year. Yeah, this time they, they again, like to take out an incumbent, especially one who's as popular and as. Yep. So nationally recognizes our guess you gotta get out there early. Yeah. And like make yourself known. Yep. The earlier the better. Unless there's something wrong on my site, there's zero polls in Papano reporting so far. So zero polls in Trudeau's home writing. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're gonna stall that one for the end of the night so, so you can come in and celebrate. Yeah. Question is do you guys think they should be showing uh showing results while polls are still open somewhere else? Could that influence the vote? I do I actually don't like the yeah, showing don't showing results beforehand because I can go change my vote right now. 
I, I well, you can't. You can't. I can't. If, you lived, like, in BC, if you I lived in BC, yeah, like I'd be like, oh, I'll screw this shit. I was gonna say, what, what are you, what do you know that I don't? Like, yeah, I, I get what you're saying for sure, because and yet, can the rest of Canada wait until midnight to start yeah. looking at results? But they stagger the time, sort of, right? So if you, yeah. I mean, I don't know if every province has to be open for twelve hours or whatever yeah. it is, but if you closed. Or started an hour earlier earlier than they do now and ended an hour earlier than would it make a difference you're closing that gap but I, I i mean we don't it's just if you waited for them to close it would pop up on the screen all at once liberals yeah. win yeah <laughs> it'd be boring to watch yeah. for sure good point <laughs> Where i'd be seeing old just for laughs gags reruns and, uh... <laughs> that's all we'd be watching it'd be a pretty boring podcast to be, to be doing yeah. but again still without bc closing now he's up to 138 so he's Mm. He's in that range, right? I'm interested to see just how this uh, local race is going to wind up, because I, I think that's uh, I want to want to see who had the better prediction between you two. Oh, so thank you. Sorry, someone just gave me the, to keep scrolling down the screen on CBC News. Brent Brody, oh, thank you. And there it is. <laughs> yeah, like oh, shows all the all the people. So Trudeau, one of 197 polls reported, he's leading. <laughs> uh, Sheer six out of 167. Sing zero one ninety six, so in Burnaby South zero one. What do you zero mean? Zero out of one ninety six. Oh, okay, reporting. Yeah. Uh, right. Bernier's. Let's see his. I want to see his is tight. Like he's, he's, details. he's behind. He's behind. Yeah, he's behind by it. Yeah, by four hundred votes. But that wasn't that wasn't a slam dunk. Yeah, it was like, not a slam was... dunk. Uh, May's not ready. You've. May will get her seat. I'll be shocked. Yeah, uh, she'll get her seat. Blanchette will get his She's too. the party. Blanchette's going to get his. Things not there. I think Max might be the only one who doesn't. Sheer. Well, they barely have any votes in. <laughs> yeah. But. But he'll. I don't see how you wouldn't get it. If you don't get an Alberta seat, you should go home. <laughs> Actually, not even is, Alberta, is, whatever. Is Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. <laughs> Same. Say. Is there a difference? I'm not voting for him this time, but I'm pretty sure he's Is there a difference? I don't know. Well. And it's tough for these national leaders, right? Because I've, you know, I read an article the other day about people actually from Andrew Shears writing. Like he hasn't, I haven't seen him once or whatever. Like so, because he's got to go across the country. It's like how do you? Yeah, that's got to be tough if you live in one of the federal party leaders' writings. Because I don't know if you if you don't vote for the leader of the party. Like I I never thought about voting NDP. Yeah. But if Charlie was to win the leadership, I would probably go out and vote NDP. Because if you can have a leader of sure. of one of the legitimate parties. <laughs> yeah. One of the legitimate parties. <laughs> Not the Marxist-Leninists. Yeah. We got a lot of leaders of those. But <laughs> <laughs> so, Andrew, the I think the most important question that we <laughs> want to ask you is, uh, would you consider Corey and I media? <laughs> serious <laughs> local journalists no okay never mind. I don't know <laughs> it's not me to decide that really I, I guess I want to like, come back on the show so I'm giving you an I don't know <laughs> no I'm, depends like you say if I mean you guys are obviously a form of media of <laughs> podcasts are a thing man it's 2019 I mean yeah and obviously hey you guys got asked to do that uh, the debate that's great yeah that that, was... that's a notch in your in your belt Sure, I guess so. We're graduating to real media. No, that we we should address where that this whole running joke has come from because uh, this actually came out. Uh, where where did they call us that? It was in a uh, Daily Press article. Yes, yes, <laughs> Daily Press article reporting about uh, the the last time uh, 
Mr. Black here was on the podcast. <laughs> local uh, local journalist. I just have to say, burst out in laughter. I, I gotta thank Gilby Saw for coming on too, because man, would I have taken some heat if there wasn't another like mm-hmm. person in yeah. office that came on. Here. Oh, oh, we have Beasel, and we oh, so Charlie we had, came on. Too. Charlie yeah. came on. Yeah. We uh, Michelle. Now we have Michelle and, uh, and Kristen uh, Marie came on, came on as well. Because my, my critics who are, yeah. were more left leaning than I was at the time and NDP based would criticize me and say, you know, you, your guy's been on here too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't see the problem with that. Like, it's yeah. cares the more you can make yourself visible. Why not? I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't think it's good for any candidate at any level of politics to dodge. Yeah, yeah, no, like, yeah, yeah I. It know, doesn't again, play well, right? Like, and no. and also, I, I don't know when when you come on here. Like, there's obviously we are uh, very ill prepared <laughs> we don't have like uh, prepared questions well, there's, there's no, no, no there's gotcha enough beer in the fridge that, 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 that's, that's all you prepared need. that's yeah. all you need. no no i mean hey <laughs> but you, you don't have a script no no i mean i tried writing out an outline a general outline for podcasts before and it doesn't, it doesn't work to, no it doesn't work you just you, you sit here and you talk to people but the the thing is is it doesn't take long that if somebody comes in and like they're trying to stay on some kind of message or trying to avoid any kind of topics of discussion like that gets exposed real quick like we've been going for almost two hours now and if you can't yeah it's it's crazy eh? but like if if you can't sit here and just shoot the shit for for two hours because you're so focused on well I, i can't really talk about this or i can't talk about that and you come in with a whole bunch of preconditions like if somebody were to come in here and say like all right i'll come on your podcast but we can't talk about this i would be like okay well if that Especially was, if it's the elephant in the room, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. If it was, if it was naturally not, if it's not something I'm interested in in knowing about, then sure, I won't bring it up. Sure. But if it's, it's clearly the main thing we would yeah. need to talk to you about, like somebody's gonna say something, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which now I'm wondering if the the questions we got submitted to should us, I ask? They're them? gonna be upset if should we I don't should I get into the questions <laughs> that we were asked to ask Q&A. Mr. For Mayor Steve Black, go for it. We got some time. We got some time to kill. <laughs> Should I? I don't know. Oh man, uh, I, I kind of miss the guys. You know, it's been a year. I'm getting a little. Uh, all right, let me see if I find any. <laughs> Are you making a comeback in 2022 as either mayor or council member? Considering it, I don't know. That's less than a while. Yeah, it's three years away. Three years away. I don't know. All right, so I don't know. So Ken, it's possible, Mister Ken Pye, who's asked these questions. No, yeah, that's true. Hey, yeah. he, he's put his name on there. Number two is Steve coming uh, to council to ask, or he <laughs> says, sorry, soon to beg for cash for Stars of Thunder three. Actually, wouldn't that be Stars of Thunder four? Is he got it wrong? We already no, went to no, go no, it would be three. It would be three. Yeah, yeah. There is we 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 didn't have one last year. Oh, that, this yeah, past but, summer. But there's been two, though, right? Yes. Yes. So three comes after. Three two. would have been the one that. But didn't you already go speak for, or ask for a third one? <laughs> yeah, but the festival didn't happen. It didn't so. happen I know. <laughs> but the thing is, I get. Well, yeah, I guess so. All right. All right. So, no, no. So, I see what so, you're saying. So, so the answer is no. I'm not going back no? to Timmins Council. <laughs> uh, and uh, I don't know. So I don't. Is this an inside thing? At what point did the community park association decide to not build a skateway, and why? Uh, I, I believe the Community Parks Association is still partnering with the city to operate the uh, skateway. skateway. I believe the city's building it, Okay, um, but I, I believe they're still planning to operate it, and it will be operational this year, my last understanding. But All right. maybe he knows something that I don't. 
And then we have some other questions. Uh, Mr. Ryan Pluff, uh, do you think that the surge NDP support in the last month or is real or just bandwagoning? I think we talked about that, so that's done. Uh, Steve has said he's voting liberal for the first time. Are any other uh, panelists changing their parties to selection? Do, do, do. I don't. I, I didn't. Mr. McGee, did you change? Uh, he's laughing about <laughs> comments. I'm, I'm laughing. <laughs> Dude, our comment section is coming through hard. This, <laughs> this, this podcast. This is great. Okay, w- repeat the question, please. Uh, did anyone change their party politics or party vote this year? Oh, I didn't. I didn't either. No, nope. I, I voted the same. So, just just to elaborate on that, I know I'll. I'll give a little bit of my, my background yeah. in that, that decision. Get so uh, I, I don't deny that I talked to both parties about the possibility of running. That That's a, a fact. I think I talked to the Conservatives June 2nd. As I said, I talked to the Liberals for most of the last year of my year in office um, uh, uh, about the possibility of it. Um, on July 2nd. Real quick, it changed from Lib government to Lib minority government. Mm-hmm. They've, they've downgraded I, it. I wasn't willing to expect a majority government when they, yeah. they proclaimed it. <laughs> they changed it, it but yeah. Anyways, keep going. Um, so July 2nd, which month after I had any discussions with both the parties, and to be fair, neither party told me I couldn't run. Both parties told me to, I'd have to submit nomination papers and run in a nomination contest if I, if I wanted to run. Uh, July 2nd, I sent an email to Christine Elliott, uh, Doug Ford, and several cabinet ministers that I knew personally from when I ran provincially, telling them essentially what I disagreed with that they were doing this term. Uh, and essentially saying, I'll, I'll give you a couple of months to at least respond. Uh, and if I don't get a response or a satisfactory response, then I will turn into one of the biggest liberal campaigners in this upcoming uh, <laughs> election. Uh, and, you know, it, it's things like w- when you're making cuts to education, making cuts to health care, um, legal aid, the out-of-province OHIP, the autism funding disaster that, that is there, uh, and at the same time, you take the entire summer off as a, a vacation, and then you come back and you give your um, people, people all raises. Yep. Uh, and, you know, you're saying you're struggling for finances at one end, but then you turn around and give yourselves raises. So uh, you look at these stupid gas pump stickers, uh, complete waste of money. Yep. They don't even stick. You would think uh, a premier who owns a sticker-making company <laughs> would make sure to uh, have stickers that stick. How um, much money's in stickers? You know. Like, man. Ma- well, make- that's, that's where they, they, they're like a label yeah. and, like, I'm saying deco but, deco labels. Yeah, I, I I need to get into the sticker game. Yeah. Anyways, keep going. And then, then you got the you know we're going to change the Trillium logo because it looks like three men in a hot tub and spend millions of dollars on that rebranding. Um, I, I really struggle with these these decisions, yeah. so I, that's what I laid out for them in in the email. I received a response from one office, not the actual uh, member, but one, one assistant to one of them. Uh, and at that point, uh, I made up my mind I wouldn't be supporting them uh, going forward. Yeah. Hey. Mm. Very that's principled. Yeah. 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 Did you change your uh, your party leanings this election, or did you stick with who you originally were thinking? Well, like I again, probably like a lot of people, I haven't really been enamored with anyone at the federal level. Um, kind of been a really crappy campaign overall, if you ask me. But I guess no, I didn't really switch or anything like that. But I don't know I did take the time to kind of learn about all the local candidates, I guess. But I mean, no, I wouldn't say. I, switched you wouldn't you didn't switch nothing nothing sort of persuaded you to, to well, flip your like this is the, it's the fascinating question that i ask a lot of people is like are you basing your vote mostly on the local candidates or the federal level and because mm-hmm. you really you don't really get to vote directly for the prime minister in my opinion i know some people don't agree with that but you, you can only vote for your local candidates right yep. so i mean 
Well, you, okay, some people disagree with you. Well, that, just or? in that assessment of things where, like, no, you are voting for the prime minister by giving the seat to whatever that sure. person in the party. But, no, it's not like they're all in the same riding and you get to vote. No, it's kind of they're propped up by the amount of, like, all their yep. team, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. yeah. And vice let's say you liked, you know, a federal leader, but you don't like your local candidate or vice versa. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, it's, it's really tough. Yeah, it's regard. a tough one. Yeah, And going back, like, two provincial elections ago when I ran... Uh, I was, you know, partway through my municipal uh, involvement before I was mayor. And being mayor, you get to meet with a lot of cabinet ministers on both provincial mm-hmm. and a little less, but uh, on the federal level as well. But more so, you get an understanding of how all the funding works and flows to the communities through the various levels of government. And, uh, you know, it's fine to hear, you know, we want to make cuts and lower your taxes. But often how the upper level of governments make cuts is they're not actually making cuts. They're just downloading things to the next level yep. of government. Yeah. Um, when you look at our, our bills, so when I hear conservatives saying, you know, we're going to make cuts and whatnot, that to me spells we're going to download more to the municipalities. And Timmins clearly has issues with their taxation already. Yep. Mm-hmm. It ain't going down if you make more cuts at the federal and provincial yep. level because it's going to be made by downloading it to our level at, here at the local And we'll level. just blame Steve Black. Or, or whoever's <laughs> mayor for the next... 20 years because there's taxes are still going up for the next yeah. 20 years no matter who's there. Yeah. Um, but the the, cha- the challenge is... Go, you like that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so do the guys at work. <laughs> Actually, some of them said, you know, if I knew you were coming back here, if you lost, I would have voted for you. <laughs> but, That's uh, awesome. <laughs> but when you look at it, like things that are, are provincial costs that have been downloaded to the city attendance, when you look at Highway 101, Algonquin, through the city. That was a provincial cost, $120 million rebuild right now that is now a city responsibility. Uh, when you look at healthcare and EMS services and Porcupine Health Unit, uh, you know, healthcare is a largely provincial responsibility, but it's paid for at the municipal level because it's been downloaded there. Uh, when you look at police training costs or any, any number of things, there's mm-hmm. so much that's been downloaded to the municipality. When you look at Cochrane uh, District Social Services Administration, which is EMS, housing, social services, that makes up approximately $10 million of the city of Timmins budget. That's, you know, 12 to 15% of the city of Timmins budget yeah. that largely should be at the provincial level if mm-hmm. it wasn't downloaded to municipalities. So mm-hmm. yet when I hear cuts at the upper levels, um, after being mayor for four years and understanding the municipal funding dynamics, it, it doesn't exactly make me jump as much as it used to as a conservative supporter. Well, yeah, and and I think that, uh, like you say, right, it gets downloaded to the municipalities, which inherently just makes the tax base that needs to fund these things like a lot it hurts smaller yeah it hurts in small rural areas that aren't growing if you have a city that's growing or you're a big city like the city of toronto maybe you can absorb those but when you have a community that's not growing its taxation base or not growing its population it it really hurts on the the taxation of municipal level yeah and and that sort of contributes to more people leaving and and so on right so and property values going down and and it's just kind of like a an accelerating effect yeah, well, that's sure. no, that's too bad. So, yeah, I, but I mean, what what do you say to people who talk about cuts, as in, like, that the government doesn't have business in these specific parts of, like, like just conservative politics in general? Right. Sorry, real quick, uh, hashtag for Mister Black, uh, hashtag Black is back. <laughs> from uh, Mister uh, yeah. Aaron Lemieux. He says uh, principled leadership. Hashtag black is back. Well, and the other thing for me is, you know, I'm not, some people are, are partisan based and they will vote one party their entire life. And that's fine if that's that's how you want to make your, your political decision. For me, it's about what's best for yeah. for the region and whatnot. And after four years as, as mayor, I just 
don't find downloads are the, the answer to our governance issues. So would you consider yourself more of just um, libertarian? <laughs> libertarian. <laughs> For, what do we say? Sovereign citizen? Yeah. <laughs> Free man on the land? Um, no, like more of a pragmatist than um, like when I look at conservative politics in general, like I, I feel like conservative politicians who have done very well in this country or um, been able to, to sort of govern uh, in a balanced way, have been more pragmatic about how to approach things, and uh, rather than from an ideological point of view. Well, I mean, I mean, it ultimately depends on the leadership of the Conservative Party, right? You can get a really progressive Conservative Party, or you can get a not so progressive Conservative Party. And I, I, I endorsed Christine Elliott multiple times when she was running for leadership, and I think she would make a great Conservative leader, mm-hmm. a very progressive person, you know. Uh, very familiar with the healthcare system and everything that goes into it. So if you had that type of leadership and that type of direction, then yet maybe it's not to the point where, where I find it is now and, and what it's cost me the support. But, uh, you know, one of the things Justin Trudeau ran on last election was infrastructure investment, uh, which is desperately needed for municipalities across. One mm-hmm. of the things of Andrew Shear's $50 billion in cuts, a large portion of it comes out of infrastructure. That That to me... When you look at the city of Timmins and the infrastructure challenges we have, whether it be in roads, water, sewer, recreation, uh, mm-hmm. isn't going to help our situation going forward. Yeah. Real quick, uh, locally, uh, 25 uh, polls of 169. Once again, I don't know why we're asking poll locks and everything. But uh, uh, Angus is ahead by about 400 votes, has 40.7% of the vote, where Granky has 30% at uh, 1131 and Michelle's at 805. So I'm wondering, I, I, it would be nice to know where the, the reporting stations are. I, want, I would like to know if those are in Timmins proper or outside. I would argue, like I, w- I would assume, and I could be 100% wrong on this, I would have thought that, the, uh, I would assume that the Timmins reporting would be a bit more, would, would favor Michelle over uh, uh, Granke, but I could be wrong about that. Because like Iroquois Falls, Cochrane, very, usually very conservative uh, uh, leaning uh, voting areas. Uh, I would assume they would have that vote. You, you know what's funny is I really find our region startling when you look at different levels of governments. Because if you looked at the mayors over the past a number of years, yep. most conservative candidates who have turned around and run for mayor get in as mayor, yep. uh, but fail miserably or, or fail in their, their upper level yep. runs. So 100%. It, it's, it's, it's interesting to see communities totally not support them uh, at one level and then turn around and say, yep, but I want that at my municipal level. And actually, I've laughed about this with, with both Charlie and Jill, is that, you know, when it comes federally and it comes provincially, you know, free health care, bring back this, bring this, bring that, blah, 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 like social, social, social. And when it comes to, to municipal, don't bloody fucking raise my goddamn property taxes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I am not paying a dime for that. And it's like, really? So is one or the other? It's, it's, there's... It's, there's no gray area in between. It's like, no, I'll pay taxes for this. I don't touch this, don't touch that, but I will not pay a dime. If you well, increase my property taxes by 0.0%, <laughs> I'm going to kill somebody. And like, when, it's when you look at what you pay in income tax or HST yeah. that goes to the other levels compared to property tax, like I think it works out to 9 or 11 cents oh. on the dollar goes to the municipality. Yeah. Um, so it, it's it's just an interesting dynamic that even after I went through it myself, I, I remember when I ran provincially and then turned around and ran for mayor and I had my first meeting with my group of volunteers and they said, Steve, you know, you just ran for the Conservatives. Do you think that's going to hurt you? 
And I said, no, I really don't. I said, I think the 5,000 people that voted for me for the conservatives are voting for me for mayor. Yeah. And all the people that I knocked on doors that said, Steve, I really like you municipally, but hate your party. I'll vote for you. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you run for the municipal yeah, level. Yeah. Uh, it's a different dynamic as well, right? So it, it's just something that I, I found interesting and because you look at Al Spachek, uh, myself, yep. Peter Politis, there's a number of mayors across the north that ran for the conservative party that did not get elected and then turned around and got elected municipally. I th- I think that's that's a really funny point though that you you point out about uh like people not wanting to have their property taxes raised. Like I I get that that's a sore spot. Sure. But like it like you say it's uh, these are compared to like your your federal and provincial taxes, it's it's a well, I don't know, if, I guess drop in the bucket, but compared um to like the services that you that you rely upon well, like daily let me use this one to sum it up okay your education taxes are provincial now they're taxed on your municipal tax bill so we're the ones that collect it so if yeah. it goes up we have yeah. to collect it yeah, and yeah. take so you had a school build a track right beside another school that had a beautiful track complex yeah. and it was celebrated not a peep not about waste <laughs> not about you know why are we doing this uh, but you spend millions of dollars on a track next to a facility that's millions of dollars yeah. for a track because <laughs> we can't get along and use one well, track. Well, and the issue with that, though, is that, like, and we're talking about municipal issues here, and there's a bunch of questions that are popping up. Anyways, uh, it's you have a complex made that was a supposed to be, like, this municipal thing, groups, or, like, nonprofit groups, all this stuff all put together to make this track on a school property. Yeah. So a huge issue right there. And then it's like, well... So, like, even even the school, that school asks to use that track, but the organization who runs the track will not let them use it sometimes until enough until it's dry enough to their their satisfaction. So it's like, what's like I don't know. It that was done just I think overall that 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 could have been done better it or handled been, better. It could have been handled better. Yeah. yeah. So I've I've been asked or there there been some questions put on. Some people were saying that they moved away because uh, lack of work uh, in Timmins and. Uh, uh, stuff going on, and also not enough available services, healthcare, food, and taxes, and fear the house values will drop if something happens uh, in Timmins. That's why they left. But then some people asked, or someone asked Bobby Nato, uh, should the government make Election Day a federal holiday? Should also, it be mandatory? Blast just from like the past, some- Bobby Nato. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Bobby. Yeah. My goodness, haven't heard that name in years. Should be. I think it should be a federal holiday. Why not? I don't think you need a holiday to no. celebrate at 10.30 at night. You're right. Celebrate at 10.30 at night and also or like... You have enough they, they have the three-hour rule. Yeah, exactly. To get off exactly. To vote. There's already legislation. You have to yeah. be able or, to Or make it somehow available to vote somehow. So they have that. You, you know what? You're right. Like, I don't see an issue making it a holiday. Like, I don't think anybody's looking to celebrate the government. Yeah. And also, if I if you had a long weekend, you'd probably stay at the cottage. Yeah, you probably <laughs> exactly. wouldn't vote. Exactly. You wouldn't vote. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if it's on a Monday... Yeah. You'll have less turnout. It'd be in Aruba. <laughs> it might be right. Then someone, uh, someone did say Patrick Brown for PM. Uh, uh, then someone, uh, question for the panel. Should uh, decline ballots be counted federally like they are in uh, three provinces for provincial elections? Should they count uh, you know, spoiled ballots that people, you know, are, are you know, a protest vote ballot? Should they be counting those? In terms of voter turnout? Did yeah. they not I th- count them? I don't know. Someone's asking I don't know. What, I, don't I, don't know, know. I don't know exactly what they mean by that question. Like, do they not get tabulated? That's a good question. There's I, always I, a percentage of both votes that are. Yeah, I, and again, purposely it, are, are our ballots manually counted, or do they go through machines? Like I they think do it's Scantron, right? Right. Type of thing. So can something... Municipally, we do. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think it's the same thing. 
So if you go outside of that circle, is that a spoiled ballot? It's spoiled ballot, but you get to recount if you want. You can recount all the spoiled ballots. So that's why. That's why as we found out municipally. Yeah, as you found out municipally, you go back over to spoiled ballots, and but there was very few spoiled ballots. So I remember they they asked me they they brought me in and say like, what should we do? I'm like. I don't even count them. Like I don't have to tell you. You argue for stuff, but it's gonna. There's gonna be some going both ways. I don't have to tell you. Sure. When I walked out. Yeah, because it. I, I mean, I, even today, I don't know when I was voting. I was looking at the actual ballot and it didn't say like in big bold letters, "You cannot go outside of this circle, otherwise yeah. your vote will not count, and you wasted no, your time and effort." No, no, no. I no, mean, there was very little instructions at the no. polling station. Yeah, no, it was just a piece of paper and bring it back. Yeah, give it back to me. It, it was I'm like, pull this I didn't like the vibe on. today. I was just, I'm yeah. being told that they don't get uh, counted separately in, in federal elections. They get counted separately. Uh, well, but I just know that... Uh, it would be f- amusing to see on one of these ridings here, you know, uh, conservative first, liberal second, spoiled third, you know, like uh, <laughs> the, the spoiled ballot. The, uh, I've just been told that if, if you write in the, God's na- uh, the Lord's name, uh, they count that for conservatives. <laughs> what? If you write in the Lord's name. Yeah. You want to rest? Oh, there, there's the uh, hologram shear that he oh. uh, didn't didn't Sign like. Scary. He's been elected in, in, his, a, writing. in his own writing. <laughs> Weird. In 19 of 167 polls. First of all, why are we talking about the poll locks? Second of all, that's still a big. Stop. I love that joke. Stop. And I See, edit every if, single one of those jokes. Out if of they had anything about Ukes or whatever else or Slovaks, it, I'd be doing the same thing. But well, it's polls. Well, I think it's almost time that we start. I mean, obviously, CBC here is projecting a liberal minority government, which isn't exactly a shocker to anyone, nope. at least in this room. Um, should we discuss about what went wrong for the conservatives, I guess? Because this, I guess, on many ways, oh, uh, should have been a slam dunk for them. No, or? Real, You're right. I think a, so. Real quick, though, uh, Charlie has taken a pretty big gap, a 1,000-vote lead, wow. uh, 2,700 to Granke's 1,788. Michelle's at pre well fifteen hundred, uh, so she's she's climbed. She actually inching a little closer to Kramer, uh, but Charlie right now is at forty two point one percent of the vote. Oh, that's I'm gonna I'm gonna put bang a, on, Mr. <laughs> I'm gonna put a uh, a post on beer and bullshit projects Charlie yeah. to win. <laughs> you should. Can you put a scroll? Yeah, no, do it. Do, it. <laughs> do we have holograms? Uh, oh oh oh! We, we have we have some people uh, who who just showed up to the uh, discussion online. Showed up to the party. There you go. Oh, Bobby Natto's in Arizona now. You do a podcast with him? Hey, <laughs> sure. Hey, you pay our way. <laughs> oh, man. Conservative Party. What went wrong? What do you think? Yeah, what went wrong right. for I the think... Conservative Parties? Uh, for the Conservative Party, I think um, <laughs> it, it was a lack of a charismatic candidate. Exactly. And I, I've said this a lot of time. Like, if they would have had, if they can ever find someone who's remotely cool and who's not, <laughs> who doesn't come off like an accountant or a lawyer, <laughs> no, they no, would have had No, this. like an insurance like broker who's not an insurance broker. <laughs> yeah, and a guy who wears, you know, the same suit every day or something. You know what I mean? Like, it just comes off like it's the same guy every time. And I don't know. And, and yeah, in many ways, that's a stupid way of thinking. But I don't know. Like, it's they just, just there's no. Off. Yeah, I, th- I think it went wrong at the leadership sure. contest. Because yeah. at, at that time, you had your big stars in the Conservative Party resigning and walking away. And I think throwing in the towel, thinking Justin Trudeau is guaranteed to win two terms after the momentum he had, the positive image he had built, the massive majority he had won. Mm-hmm. I think most of the stars in the party said, no, I'm going to sit this one out, accept the loss next time, and then I'll come back and make a run at the leadership. So yeah. you, you've seen your Peter McKay's go away. You've seen your Jason Kenney go back to provincial politics. Yep. You've seen the other stars kind of distance themselves. And I, I think that's the opportunity. Yeah, Lisa Rates in trouble there and Milton. Over Vancouver, oh, then. but uh, 
There's Jane Philbot. Yeah, and She's Helena Jazik. Um, Independent. But yeah, like you say, the Andrew Shear obviously didn't uh, sway enough people to. No, no, and and he really didn't come off like. Uh, well, and and like for he, a guy who attacked Trudeau constantly for not answering questions, man, he was oh, terrible, terrible at not answering answer. questions. Yeah. yeah. We as a party do not um, talk about that and this and that. And yeah, it's just like, yeah. And he just repeated, it and it's like, come on. No, yeah. I I think the, the the comment you made about like having somebody who's even remotely relatable and yeah. like you say cool in this situation. Well, look at what have... Jack Layton did. How he gripped the you know again talking about old elections here, but I mean he came off as an everyman. He came yep. off as a guy you who could go down to the neighborhood dive and have a beer with and. It wouldn't be awkward, right? Like it, yeah. I don't know. And just talk about just constantly going with these accountant and lawyer types. I don't know. Do you think gonna... there could have been a difference? Let's say if if Charlie got the the uh, party uh, leadership, do you think there would have been? Do you think it would have been a bit of a Bernie feel to it? Like a the the socialist rock star. Let's go it to it. Would have been awesome. for the one percent. Yeah, yeah. Taking ninety nine percent. No, anyways, it's a good impression. It's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah. Do you think it would have been a difference? It would have been really interesting to see him uh, work on a national campaign, obviously, but didn't work out for him. I mean, I don't My know. volunteered this year. It, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's sad to say in today's age and society in Canada, um, but I think Jagmeet Singh, um, you know, being Sikh, was going to be an extremely difficult sell in Quebec, yep. particularly, which mm-hmm. the NDP has relied on historically when they're going to have a, a really strong turnout to yep. do well. Um, it's sad that that plays a factor, but I, I'm certain it played enough a factor in not just Quebec and other other mm-hmm. areas as well. Yep. Um, I think he's an extremely personable character. He's actually my favorite of the leaders throughout, oh. throughout this campaign mm-hmm. in terms of performance and professionalism. Uh, and I met him when he was up here, very personable mm-hmm. guy, likable person. And I think I think that's the saddest thing of this election is is that that I do believe played a role in, in tonight's results. Um, he kind of overcame that towards the end of the campaign and really started to build up some momentum. So maybe he can continue to build on that if he stays on over the next four mm-hmm. years and, and continue to build on, on the brand he's building. Um, but I, I, I'm not doubting it that in any way, shape, or form that played a role in this election. Yeah. Well, I think so too. He's yeah. also a fairly new face on the federal level, right? Yeah. He's mostly an Good Ontario point. politician, provincial politics. So again, as I said even before, you know, several weeks ago, I think out of the party leaders like we talk about, there's going to be probably a lot of turnover. I think Jagmeet is a guy who will have another quote-unquote chance yeah. uh, be- as he you know, becomes more and more a it, face to the average Canadian for the next couple of years until yes. we do this again. It'll be interesting, yeah, though. I mean, I don't I assume BC is reporting now, but if, if they stay down around 24, it'll be interesting to see what the NDP sure. does as a party as well because that's given the, the momentum that's been built over the last couple of weeks, the expectations were higher than this tonight as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. So do you think the Libs uh, just are more likely to go block or, or any, I don't think they're likely to go block uh, coalition. Obviously no NDP makes sense. I don't see any way the liberals and block are. As, yeah. as I said, I don't think you'll see the formal coalition. No. I think you'll see them table their. In, in, in principle only. Yeah. You'll see the NDP support it because that's what the people decided tonight. And they'll give them that year or two to, to go. And then you will be back at the election. Now Is it- I, I I don't know that you'll see a three-liter replacement tonight, depending on how large this yeah. gap finishes. Yeah. Uh, Prime Minister Trudeau may stay on for the next one as well, I think so. given the gap tonight. I think so. Is this right around where we were expecting the block, around 36, or were they projected up in the 40s? Mm-hmm. I, I, think, sure. I think low 40s. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, should Jag continue? 
Some people think he should. I think, I think so. so. My personal answer is yes. Yeah, I agree. To the I, panel. I think it's sad. You know what? Like on that topic, even to myself, and it doesn't matter if he was Muslim. That's perfectly fine. But but the, the, the ignorance little, to know, yeah, you know, some of the statements that were made and some of the the comments there. Yep. Um, in, in cut what, cut what, your turban off. Yeah, yeah what yeah. was the dumbest shit I've yeah. ever heard? Yeah. Like, oh my god. Anyways. Followed by, I hope you win the election. Like it, yeah. you know, like it's, it's. <laughs> I know. It, it, and, it, but and even that—that's just an old guy who does, who's ignorant of what it is, not knowing what's going on. He's not being a dick. He just has no idea what he's talking about. He's being a dick. Oh, I think it was being a yeah. yeah. I, I won't. I won't argue. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Is he was a dick. He was yeah. being a dick. But I think it's that like he but was you, like, but you know, I kind of like you, but uh, you know, hey, Kyle, this, you should do this. It's like you it know, wasn't like, even. You cut it off like it's a haircut. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's a bad haircut. It's a, like it's a mullet. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a it's sort of in Canada when we often take the moral high ground and then believe we're at this upper yeah, echelon. Or I think tonight, no, we're, tonight's we're a poor reflection there. of that. Yeah, yeah, no, agreed. Yeah. So, uh, Jagmeet2023, hashtag seek and destroy. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for good, good hashtag. Good job. <laughs> uh, we got this Aaron Lemieux there is uh, really, really making this happen in the comment section. Well done. Well done. Uh, yeah. Oh. Then someone, I don't know if it was on this, someone else said uh, hashtag uprising. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uprising. Uprising. There you go. There yeah. No, no, like you say, I don't know. Like, it, He's only really been, like you say, he had to move out to British Columbia to, <laughs> to run to get a seat yeah, because yeah. he was just only known in southern Ontario, yeah. essentially. Exactly. Until, uh, like a year or two ago. So, yeah, there was. There I don't was, think I don't think there's the fatigue of Jagmeet Singh as much as maybe there is with some of the other parties. But who knows? Like you say, if they. If well, the I would have thought that Justin Trudeau people would have been completely fatigued with him, but it's sure. sounding like it's looking like he might have enough of a gap to to. To make it another term, right? To to be going through until the, until the next. I election. think there was a lot of sentiment too, where yeah, Justin's been a huge disappointment. But so I my prediction at the start of the night just was one forty nine liberal and one twenty conservative. So close, yeah, pretty close. Weird. Those greens that uh, screwed you. Yeah, the greens that extra green seats cost me one. <laughs> oh. see, we'll, we'll see what still needs to come in because I'm sure there's still some seats that are. Doesn't look like PPC is going to get that seat. No. Nope. And uh, no. do, what about uh, do we know about Joe, oh, Jody Wilson Raybould's? Uh, oh yeah, he's done. Max, no seat. Oh, sorry, Max. No seat for Max. So real quick, uh, uh, Charlie's up by t- over twelve hundred seats at forty point five. He's gone down a bit. Uh, and Kramer's at twenty five seventy seven, and Michelle's at twenty two seventy. So you said forty two. Forty two percent. And you said forty seven. I said forty seven. Yeah. Oh yeah. How many? How many? Polls? Now you're gonna come in now for your own prediction. No, no, I, no, <laughs> Wait, Look, I, 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 I don't make predictions. Yeah, I would I like know. to take forty. <laughs> I'll split it down the middle. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah. How many? Uh, how many polls reporting? Uh, that is uh, fifty-five out of hundred sixty-nine poll locks. Wow. It always seems like there's more poll locks ever. Like, yeah, the whole thing is a little bizarre. The ballot counting process, I guess. Yeah, that'd, that'd be a fascinating little mini doc for someone to make. There, <laughs> so, so, so seriously, counting, like, counting not, not many polls reporting, but she's currently in third. Jody Wilson, right? Yeah. Wow, liberals first, conservatives second. But there's only a couple hundred votes in. Sure. Well, that's so. What? So are we? Uh, we're ready to call it on Charlie taking the taking the riding here. I think so. He's I, it I, I moved up since Facebook. So I yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's moved up to. Uh, f- uh, 
I think it was 41%. I think it was, was going to be an absolute shock if yeah, he oh, did it 100%, 100%. I mean, anyways. Uh, and again, probably, you know, like we're talking about at the federal level, uh, yeah, you know, both Kramer and Michelle are new. They're new faces, yeah. I guess. So, like you say, if they want to continue, um, obviously Michelle has her Timmins City Council. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Continue doing work and making herself known. And uh, I don't think either one of them's done. No. No, no. definitely not. And still got lots of time. Yeah, and Kramer's right? a highly qualified guy. Like, uh, I don't know. I guess it's just a matter of how how can you flip those, yeah. the, the NDP strongholds. Right, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Do you just hope to be a paper candidate one day? Char- Charlie's got the check mark now on yeah. the... Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. and, and obviously one of the big things here, the, the thing that I've kind of uh, like to delve into with, you know, all the, the candidates is, again, the the concept of funding to ridings. Obviously, we're talking about lots of downloading. And, you know, I guess uh, to me, like, there seems like there's a lot too many people still who think that, okay, we've got, whatever, 300 something seats across Canada. I forget the exact count now, but... If that was the case, why wouldn't you just have all of those people go to Ottawa and say, "Boom, give me money to my riding." Nothing would get done that right that that way, right? So, I think funding to ridings is a lot more complex, obviously, than that, and a lot of it is based on merit, right? It's 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 people at your local level filling out grants and yeah, applying yeah. for things. Yeah. It's not necessarily just the MP yeah. banging on a desk saying, you know, "Give me I th- money." I think there's a bit of bit of A and bit of B. I think when sure. you have the extra nudges of the cabinet ministers trying to push projects forward, it definitely helps. Oh, for um, sure. I think when we were in our final meetings for the NORA project uh, with the provincial government and the MPP for Sault Ste. Marie sitting in the room with us as we're talking <laughs> to the provincial government, um, it, it helps it in, carry in some those weight. decisions, right? Like a big part of the NORA project is going to be what does the province cut as an energy deal? If you're an MPP and a sitting member of government, you can have those discussions with a lot more clout than you can as a member, even though they might get the same deal. Sure. Regardless, yeah. if you are a sitting member, you can have that discussion. So I think after my eight years in municipal yeah. politics that there is some benefit. I don't think you're going to see the, you know, every project the city wants to do is going to get approved right. just because yeah. you have a cabinet minister. Because sure. um, even even then, just the logistics, if we're talking about that project, the logistics of one rail line, going instead of swapping three or four rail lines from Timmins to wherever, that's just that cost alone, that operational and just that headache is just... Well, even when they put out the final report, right, they they admitted from a capital cost standpoint, Timmins was a better yeah. selection. But operational... Operating costs. Now, what gets factored into operating costs? Hydro costs is one of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you can bank on getting that hydro deal, yeah. uh, they're on the, the ports so they yeah. can ship materials in. So that, that is a benefit that the Sioux had. Um, I think you're starting to see a little transportation and, and we rail. Told, that's an operational. We told the Noron executives that listen, you're going to see pushback in Sioux. It's a Great Lake yep. city. Ooh, yeah. um, there's going to be not just Sioux Saint Marie, but the rest of the Great Lake communities that are going to push back when this starts yep. to gain some traction. And you're starting to see that now yeah. in the Sioux. So I think uh, I, I know there's been some news releases out. You know, we're not giving up. We're still going to try and get it. That might be a little <clears throat> aggressive for the time being. Um, but I, I think. You're not done hearing the protests from the Sioux on that project. Well, how about the the physicians yeah. coming yeah. out and saying that that yeah. was that was pretty. I thought that eyebrow was pretty raising. Bold. Was like, yeah. Wow. You know, well, the fact that we're leaving be... if this melter comes, it's like wow. That's, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, I think some people. That's pretty bold. That's a pretty bold line yeah. for sure. And yeah. yeah, you're gonna have no family doctors if this, you know. But I mean, I don't know. Do and think... again, it's a lot of because because the 
it's going to be right in town essentially if if the if it goes ahead it's right down at Algoma Steel essentially right yeah. so versus the one here would be out at the Mets it'd be away at least mostly from residential areas in so. an area where all the the line around there is destroyed it's, already it's, so I'll tell you there was no riding including our own in the last provincial election because I had a feeling we were staying NDP that I was watching closer than Sault Ste. Marie yeah. uh, knowing where the the discussion was going in terms of it looking yeah. like it was going to shape down to us in the Sioux. And, and I was, you know, praying that they would vote in an NDP member and it would be <laughs> even the provincial government terms in that debate. And I'm not saying that's what made or broke the project, but at least you would have been on even grounds and that doubt would have been removed. Yeah. 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 No, makes sense. Well, gentlemen. And, and for the record, I heard, I heard today that Ross Romano, the MPP for Sault Ste. Marie, was made a cabinet minister today. So. Oh, go. boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm sure that made uh, it made a bit of a difference there. Well, gentlemen, uh, we have been at this for two and a half hours. Well, did your wife only give you an hour? Eh? Well, yeah, I had uh, kind of set aside about an hour and a half. For us. <laughs> <laughs> These always go longer. Um, well, we so we know that Charlie's going to be the the MP for our riding yep. again for another four years, four more years for the NDP, and it looks like uh, the Liberals are uh, CBC still projecting a Liberal minority government federally. Which Ooh, wow! Which, if you look at it uh, based on on today, would put the NDP in the fourth party status in the block ahead of them. Yes, yeah. yes, which it, that's hu- that's a huge deal. That uh, back to I what mean, it once was though. Is that uh, what real, it was? Yeah, yeah. Real quick, Kenora. Quick, like a hundred uh, vote difference between Bob No and uh, Rudy Turtle in Canoria. Check so on it's, Thunder Bagan real quick because was Patty Haidu? Uh, yeah, Harju, we want to see where back in the lead now. Yeah, Harju's back in the lead. Okay, yeah, because yeah. that would that would have been surprising too. Yeah, Bob, um, Bob Noel has some name recognition to him too. So I was surprised sure. that gap was as big as it was when it was last up on the screen. But less yeah. than a hundred or just a hundred vote difference right now with uh, less than half of the. Uh, anyways, pretty fun. That one's uh, obviously not called. That's a... But I think yeah. with the Liberals and the NDP having enough to cross the 170 threshold, you're definitely going to see a, a two-year at least minimum minority yeah. government. Yeah. I don't think you're going to see a formal coalition myself. I just don't see it. So, so I guess real quick before I guess uh, you're trying to wrap this up. Here, <laughs> yeah, no, no, what, no, it's okay. I'm just what, setting what's, up. Uh, what, what's next for Mr. Shear here? Because obviously that's not a good... I think. Oh, I think he's going to be gone. gone. He's gone. gone. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. soon? How soon? Like, I think... I. I he, within he, a, within a week, he's in until mm-hmm. the next convention. They'll vote somebody, yeah. and then he'll step aside. That's my guess. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to. Yeah. I mean, like clearly, if you couldn't, well, they won't. Vote you can someone, be true they'll now. Have, they'll have a confidence vote. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. They'll, they'll have whatever they'll, at convention. They'll do. They'll, yeah. they'll figure out from there. Peter McKay, I think so. Makes sense. I I think that would make the most sense, and I think he could win. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the the thing about Peter could, McKay is he's an East Coast guy, right? So. The, the conservatives don't typically do well in the East Coast, but if you put an East Coast guy might be. In, the, yeah, in the election, yeah. make it interesting. It, it yeah. could help uh, yeah. swing that. So I, I think he would be a very logical choice for the party if they they wanted to kind of erase the red wa- red blue wave yes. that exists in the yeah. country and kind of split it up a little more. Yeah, there'd be a little bit more uh, conservative momentum out east. Up, up to one fifty six now. Jesus. Well, hey. 14 more to swap before the end of the night, and you might be in that majority territory. (laughs) (laughs) Be close. Might get interesting here. So that said, um, I want to thank you guys again for coming on the podcast. Thank There's, you. Uh, no, lots, uh, yeah, you too. I feel Jason. like we just you just got started. We just yeah. got started, and it's three hours in. Um, but uh, we want to know what's going on with you guys before we take off. So, uh, Steve, tell us about what's next for you. Yeah, you got any? You musing anything in politics? No, I'm. And tell uh, your fans. Yeah, well, clearly I, I debated. I, you know, I 
we've mentioned you that I almost ran out. I contemplated throwing my name in for the Green Party, making it interesting too, ah, <laughs> just for the fun of it. There you go. <laughs> um, but no, I, I'm working back at Kid Creek now in their projects department, uh, and said before that I'm looking at part of the uh, expansion project that they're doing to to determine that. So I don't have any details to share on the project itself, uh-huh. but that's that's where I'm at, and that's where I'll be Lots hopefully scoop, for the, <laughs> hopefully be for the next. Uh, Couple of years, anyways. So we'll see see where we go from there. You starting a podcast anytime soon? Maybe a politics podcast? No, no podcast, uh, no blogs. You, should. you probably should. I'll, I'll make random appearances for you. There you go. <laughs> Sounds good. And Andrew, yourself, tell us about uh, where people can find you online. Uh, I guess yeah. So at Andrew Audio on Twitter, if you uh, care to give me a follow there. But yeah, so I post basically everything I do. I've still got uh, my YouTube channel there, Tube Timmins, kind of focusing locally on. Well, politics for the last little while here. We had a lot of Timmins Rock stuff too, so because I'm covering the Timmins Rock for the Daily team Press team. right now. Yeah, they're doing really good. Uh, we didn't even touch on that, but still waiting for yeah, our invites. It, but, so uh, yeah, where's our invite to Team Timmins? Yeah, well, well yeah, hey, we'll, 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 we'll do get, get we know some hockey. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk hockey anytime for sure. Yeah, no, I, I could do that. Should get Corey Beer on here. Uh, <laughs> he's a real nice guy, but uh, yeah. Anyways, so yeah, at Andrew Audio on uh, Twitter, if you care to follow any of that, and uh, yeah. Cool. Still uh, local journaling, you know, uh, yeah. doing my thing. <laughs> Actual local journaling. Yeah. And uh, Jason, uh, do you have anything you want to tell the people about? Do I? No. You I was going to say anybody? find me. I don't know. I was going to make a joke or something on some social media <laughs> app, slash hookup app. I'm not sure what would have been the funnier <laughs> one to say, so I'm not going to go with it. Uh, but I would say, uh, yeah, uh, we're going we're gonna to keep coming hard, having more and more... <laughs> <laughs> Real like good segue, uh, but no, we'll we'll keep having uh, more shows. Uh, we have a couple ideas, so we think we might do uh, a nice beer run uh, podcast. Yes, and, uh, and you guys are going to join us. We're yeah. going to send out the invite until you yeah. come. Until you guys come. So what you're going to podcast as you're running? Well, no. well, as we stop at the breweries, we'll we'll chat there. So you're going to have a setup at both breweries? No, no yeah. just do the phone might podcast. Just, yeah, might phone or might bring the, uh, the the GoPro with us. Depends what happens. So yeah, we'll just uh, so we're, we're still new to beer runs. We uh, we uh, would love to have people come with us and do the beer runs. And uh, yeah, be a great time. So we're going to be doing that, and we're uh, trying to make this a bit more uh, uh, you know a, a regular thing. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we're going to try to podcast a little bit more regularly. So we'll have to do it on. Uh, in different settings but i want to thank uh man the mvps in our comment section tonight they were uh, absolutely amazing and uh, also our guests for joining us uh so it looks liberal minority government and uh charlie angus going to be representing our writing again but just real quick look at that vote share that? so they're about 33.9 percent conservative and you got a Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, the conservatives claiming exactly. the popular vote tonight. There you oh, go. Oh, boy. <laughs> so this is just the start of uh, of everything coming along here. We're going to have to impeach inquiry. Well, look yeah. at Toronto. <laughs> Toronto just mostly liberal yeah. and everything in the suburbs, all blue. So. Yep. <sighs> Weird. Never would guess that. Oh, no, we would have. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Thanks again, guys. Uh, Take care.